here on this, well, actually 331 here on this Tuesday afternoon. I'm Eddie Eric on the Rock of Talk. I'm at 1600 KIV, ABQ.FM, Rock of Talk, 550-5500. I'm going to We will be going to the news conference uh, for the suspect being detained in the murder of Muslim men. Notice I didn't say four, and we'll get to all that uh, here shortly. Uh, we'll go ahead and uh, take some of the... Uh, Cues directly from, uh, I think, from KRQE in the deaths of Aftab Hussein, Mohammed Afsal Hussein, and Naeem Hussein. And uh, the, the three connections between them, obviously, they all went to the same Islamic center. Um, all three of them, actually, two of the three of them were gunned down in the same, uh, both were gunned down in front of their homes. All three of the men, to my knowledge, and everything that has been conveyed, have been killed by the same caliber of uh, weapon. And by the way, D. Dowd Musco is here. Dowd, how are you? Uh, how are you, sir? Uh, big big day for us. <laughs> yeah, big day, I think, for the community overall. To bring um, some truth to the people of Albuquerque, because yeah. God knows they haven't been getting well, it over the last five days. They have not. We'll get to uh, that very quickly. So all killed with the same uh, caliber of weapon, all went to the same Islamic center, all from Pakistan. And um, Naeem was 25. Uh, he had a trucking company, a transport trucking company. And uh, he was killed right behind Murder Mike's place where a Chinese massage parlor woman was carried, uh, killed just a uh, few weeks ago. Um, and he was a prime uh, witness uh, to all that. So killed at the Lutheran Center coming out of a refugee uh, services uh, meeting in his uh, newish, newer uh, Honda vehicle. Uh, so Naeem was killed in uh, with a shot to the head. Uh, it looks like Muhammad Afsal Hussein killed at 404 Cornell. Uh, by the way, Naeem, Naeem killed on Truman in Grand. Muhammad Afsal Hussein, and I'm doing all this from memory, was killed at 404 Cornell last Monday evening. Uh, also a shot uh, to the head. And then Aftab uh, Hussein uh, was killed on Rhode Island back on July the 26th. Uh, very bad area on the other side of that is uh, Tennessee. A very difficult place uh, overall. We're, let's see, we'll wait for the uh, sources uh, to come in. Let's see if we're getting any sort of feed yet that's coming he in. was in the parking lot. Okay, so there we go. So he's just get, uh, Chris McKee's doing the, the download there, uh, same as I'm doing here. So we've got a lot more information here than what you'll get from KRQE. We've been talking to a lot of people. Uh, about this, even when I was out of town. Murder Mike visited all three locations um, and then, of course, visited the Halal, which is basically a bodega where the man was killed last um, November the 7th uh, in the back of his bodega, um, Halal, uh, that, that was there. Uh, a man I've traced to 12 different residences throughout the rest of the United States, so obviously a businessman, a man of means, a man who lived in the Northeast Heights, uh, 62 years Young. One of the things that I think we know with regard to these three individuals who were killed most recently, uh, Aftab, Muhammad, and Naeem, um, they were all killed. Um, they, they're all uh, separated by just a few years in age, uh, 25, 27, and 41 uh, years of age. So, And they all attended the same Islamic center. Now, I will probably uh, focus more on just how quickly I think the media, Channel 4, Channel 7, particularly Channel 7, and John Cardinal, the irresponsible reporting that he was doing there, and Channel 13, uh, I think all did with all of this. I think you're going to find some surprising things because 
Um, as I've stated right from the beginning, I think this is an inside job. It's done within the Muslim community. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind, uh, based upon the fact that there's been little to no information uh, that has been uh, shared or would be shared. And oftentimes, you know, in gangs and particularly communities of color, they're afraid to sort of speak up and speak out against that. Uh, I'm also very curious uh, as to why the number of politicians came out that came out on behalf of this immediately um, and in an attempt to sort of color this as some sort of uh, hate crime. And that's basically what they said. They used the word hate. They used it consistently. So in addition to listening to this live stream of this current news conference, we're going to go back to the uh, news conference uh, that they had at Loma Linda. And that, I thought also that was very curious as well is uh, the, had the meeting at Loma Linda, not at the Islamic Center. It would appear to me that if everybody was at the Islamic Center, <laughs> that they would have their meeting or their media stuff, especially with Ahmad Asad, who, uh, who is no stranger to the media. He has been featured as an expert on KOB Channel 4 for a, a number of years. Uh, and I'm not sure why he um, was sort of passed over uh, his own Islamic Center and decided to have it just at the Loma Linda Community Center, which is literally 800 yards from where I'm uh, broadcasting right now. So this is my neighborhood. These are the neighborhoods where, where it's happened. Uh, so right on to Murder Mike, up to Rhode Island in the war zone, and then uh, down here to 404 uh, Cornell. Um, the media of the world has descended upon Albuquerque, New Mexico. Uh, President Biden uh, stating, I'm angered, saddened by the horrific killings of four Muslim men in Albuquerque. While we await a full investigation, my prayers are with the victim's family. These hateful attacks, and this is what you got from all the politicians. Hate, 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 hate. And it must have been driven by somebody in the right-wing community. Last time I checked, I don't think, uh, you know, uh, any crazy nutjob right-wingers uh, who are out there are driving Volkswagen Jettas uh, or Passats. And uh, that's sort of to sort of make light of all this. And I think the entire community has been gaslit by the politicians in an attempt to make hay uh, out of this uh, to create the type of very hay that I think I was accused of. But just a couple of weeks ago, I think, Dowd, uh, by a, a listener. who is Indeed. Yeah, and I think that's something that, that happened. So as we wait for the commentary to come from KRQE, I think you're going to find that this is an inside job done by a, a fellow Muslim uh, in the community uh, with them. Uh, and as often as we have seen, there's a particular uh, type of thing that I think is honored within the community. And I, I forget what it's called, but, you know, when you can sort of... Um, lie about what you're doing. And I know that when we were talking about in 2001, 2002, as we had the 9-11 attacks that, that had happened is to be able to sort of uh, confuse uh, the, the uh, or just straight out lie <laughs> uh, in, in, this, in, in this particular case. And I think that that's what we have, uh, the case is what, what's going to be happening here. So um, nevertheless, these are three people who have been uh, lost. These are three additional murders, which uh, ramp us up to 90 uh, on the year. Murder Mike's got the other two. So we were at 86 last time we visited before my uh, coming in uh, or before my going to CPAC and now coming back from CPAC, we come to this. So um, I was part at it yesterday with uh, Murder Mike. And as we wait for the um, conference uh, to start there in the Albuquerque Police Department, they are late. Uh, sorry for preempting 
Sean Hannity here, but uh, Dowd, just your quick thoughts. Uh, on yeah, Eddie, I, uh, you filled me in on what you know so far, and of course we haven't, not, nothing official yet, but then again, what we've been heard from officially, it uh, doesn't seem like it's, a, it's adding up the last five days or so. Um, from the get-go, and folks, you know I am uh, not uh, a braggadocious man. I can just give you my word that over the last five days, I haven't written anything about it. Either way, I had prepared something to run on, on rockoftalk.chat on Monday. Uh, I wimped out at the last minute. I should have posted it because I'd look like a genius right now. But from the moment this machine got going, I started thinking about what I know about crime, what I know about immigrant communities, what I know about the assumptions behind the people in political power in New Mexico. And it made me think the official story is probably not right. Uh, I, again, I didn't know, have any facts, but when you approach information, when you approach problems from a skewed perspective, you're going to draw bad conclusions. The things I was thinking about Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or, you know, all through the weekend was uh, in Im immigrant communities, uh, particularly immigrant communities of different religion, a different language, they tend to be very insular, particularly refugee communities. Uh, someone going around killing people in an immigrant community would really stand out if you're not a member of that community, okay? Most people, we also, there's a federal study, they did a massive study, spent millions of dollars on this. Most people are killed by people they know. A white supremacist MAGA hat wearing guy would really stand out in the immigrant Muslim Afro pa Af Pakistan Af Afghanistan community. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer participated, you know, he picked his victims in the gay bars in Cincinnati or whatever that was. Wayne Williams was a black guy in Atlanta that killed all those black children. Gary Ridgway picked up all the hookers in the Northwest because that's what guys in pickup trucks did along that stretch of the Northwest. You're, you're comfortable in your environment when, to, to be able to be a predator like that. That's what I was thinking about. Making no conclusions, not issuing press releases and saying, I know what's going on. Unlike Melanie Stansberry, uh, Michelle uh, uh, Lujan Grisham, Grisham uh, Louis Sanchez yesterday, the, not the good Louis Sanchez, the bad Louis Sanchez, this, uh, embarrassment, this is, this is what, uh, what he said in a press release. Uh, a, Demo a Democrat, by uh, the way. Not our yeah. beloved Louis yeah, Sanchez, our good Republican. Correct. This is the city the councilor. Democrat. Uh, he said, and I just, this was on the official website and I just grabbed the text Eddie because I think they're probably going to uh, take it down. Uh, these, uh, it is a grim reminder that Albuquerque has out of control murder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Albuquerque is a minority majority city that celebrates its unique, wait for it diversity. And the mayor and police chief must not downplay the existence of a potential serial killer targeting residents of Middle Eastern heritage in what obviously are crimes driven by hate. Translation, white supremacists, deplorables, GOP, Trump, Republicans. Um, you are an embarrassment. The, the, your, the political leaders in our state and city are an embarrassment. The media, Eddie, I have not found one Nothing online in which anyone in the media the last five or six days has asked any tough questions about, well, what about alternate theories that, that might be going on here? You were snookered by people in power. You were, you, you were, you transcribed what they told you. You have no curiosity at all. And if what's about to happen does actually happen, you are, you should be profoundly, profoundly embarrassed. You are in the media. You should never trust these people again. But you know what? You shouldn't have trust the, trusted them to begin with. You're supposed to be reporters. You live in one of the most crime-ridden cities in America, you know, per, per population. And you don't seem to know that most people are killed by people they know. You don't seem to know that sometimes the old problems in the immigrant communities come over from the old country into the, into the new country. You don't know that MAGA people don't drive uh, Volkswagen Passats. None of you were even curious, skeptical in the slightest bit 
uh, 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 reacting to what you were told, you are an embarrassment. And when you have politicians who are so mired in their ideological preconceptions and you have a media that just goes along and gets along, our listeners, our taxpayers in the city and state don't get the information they need. Well, you're going to get it from the Rocket Talk, ladies and gentlemen. You're going to get it here. And um, it should be stated that I think it's um, I think it's irresponsible. And more than that, I think, uh, you know, the gaslighting that went on on behalf of these politicians in an attempt to get you to believe a narrative right from the get-go, I think is criminal. Uh, I really do believe that what Michelle Lujan Grisham has done, Tim Keller has done, yep. In the light of now 90 murders, um, I would say the same thing of uh, Lonely Girls. We refer to her here. She was the first issue yeah. statement. Uh, listen to just how emotional, the emotional ploys uh, that are being uh, put forth here. We're still waiting for uh, this to come forth. But, uh, yeah, the, the videos are quickly being uh, taken down, uh, down. Of course they are. I um, am doing my best to, to see what I can do to, to get these going. But let's see where we're at on on this probably one of among the most yeah we're not going to listen to chris mckee because uh chris mckee does what his company tells him to do he does what krqe tells him to do sure. um and i think the you know the woke media the woke bloggers uh you know joe monahan i yep. would include abq raw on that as well yep. Yep. i think yep. you know embarrassing was, yeah embarrassing. i think you know you know taking the side and you know not taking risk is is not what it's about it's about getting some information Breaking news, uh, Muhammad Sayyid, 51, two of the four Muslim murders. S-Y-E-D, Muhammad Sayyid. Uh, police say they used bullet casings to connect him to the killings of Aftab Hussein and Muhammad Afzal Hussein on 8-1, and no doubt the third one uh, will be there uh, as well. So that just uh, coming out uh, just now. So the, the suspect is Muhammad Sayyid, uh, 51. I cannot wait for these politicians to eat I cannot seriously wait uh, for that uh, to be happening. So, um, uh, Dowd, go ahead and... Uh, uh, well, what's, what's the bet? Would you take the bet? I don't think I would, that any reporter today will ask them, well, why did you seem to be pursuing this automatic narrative of hate crime and evil white guy who hates immigrants and hate Muslims when, uh, when you're investigating any crime? You've got to look at multiple possibilities. Uh, you people in power, you seem to focus on only one explanation for this. Uh, were police resources squandered looking for suspects uh, who uh, didn't didn't do this or types of suspects who didn't do this. Need we go back to the D.C. sniper when all the experts said it was a white guy in a white panel truck uh, committing this the, the sniper attacks all around the Capitol, and it was two black guys in a beat-up old black uh, blue sedan, okay? Were police resources wasted because they were being told to pursue uh, a, 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 a theory of the case that is now proven to be 100% Hollow. Uh, Eddie said it right. I took down the quote a few minutes ago. Quote, the entire community has been gaslit by the politicians, close quote. And I would throw in the media as willing participants in that gaslighting. Uh, absolutely. Um, let's see if we can uh, get here's uh, Tim Keller, Michelle Lujan, uh, Grisham, just absolutely gaslighting the entire community. Uh, this is exactly what they did. They, they gaslit. They tried to get you to believe that this was uh, a hate crime uh, driven by white supremacists, uh, driven by Republicans. And, uh, you know, we have another uh, situation where another hate crime here, just like I did with the India Palace, has uh, completely and totally uh, been debunked. Here's Michelle Lujan Grisham coming out, uh, being introduced by uh, Timmy Keller. 
Yeah, take a listen. Too, but also, we appreciate all the help that the state police have offered in the leadership of our governor. Governor, And just listen to her as she starts. She's like a rabid dog. Uh, first, I want to say to the, oh, thank you, uh, to the uh, Albuquerque Islamic community, and frankly, that community statewide, I am incredibly angry about this situation. So I really think that she was looking at this point to position herself to create some sort of political message. I mean, you could see her calculus just right off the bat, I think, going in that direction. There's uh, no doubt that that's exactly the way that these uh, politicians, you know, I think look at this. The doubt, I think that's uh, fair to say. And you can, I'm incredibly angry and emotional. This is not what you need from, you know, politicians um, at, at this time. That's not what you're looking for. Um, by the way, they just took down the uh, live feed on the, I'm going to have to flip over to someplace else because I think I said where I was taking the feed from and <laughs> <laughs> they do not want us to carry it along Access with denied. The, uh, we're not going to make sure that you cannot run this. So, you know, same crap, different day. Uh, we're still waiting. Let's see if we have it. Doubt if you could possibly uh, send me any other place I might be able to to get it it would be superb uh, but if what, i had the internet i could <laughs> yeah it's it's crazy we've been hacked attacked uh, like you can't believe is that medina talking over oh yeah this is medina here we go this is the conf- news conference live and it has no place to get results like we've gotten in the past few days the better salaries and improving uh, our wow. situation. Wow, uh, this is what we're talking about, really? Like professionals, and our officers are out every day treating the community as their professionals, and they oh. are part of the community, and we listen to the community. <sighs> the hard work of our detectives. To, to my right here, I have some key people. I'm going to start with Deputy Chief Barker. Uh, are we going to call this a, a successful? Are, are we going to talk about how they're solving crime in New Mexico? Is that what this is about? These guys are mor- morons, total morons. MLG campaign event here today? I think so. Bureau, the changes that our homicide unit has has conducted over the past wow. 18 months are What a load of crap. Uh, I knew that they would get answers for us and they would resolve this case as they continually work to clear 90% of our homicides uh, in the city. No, they don't. Uh, it's not 90% clearance, you idiot. Sanders immediately made sure that all resources from our crime lab were there and brought people in on weekends. Uh, Deputy Chief Griego over here, our center, got all our analysts. That, that's a horrible. And uh, Lieutenant Del Greco. Lieutenant there you go. Good job, Del Greco. Deputy Commander Kyle Hartsock uh, worked endless hours to make sure that we were able to get all the information and that we were able to formulate a plan to move forward. Above all, the detectives of the Albuquerque Police Department who stepped up and worked endless hours and made sure that even though they didn't have much sleep, that they were doing everything. Why are we always talking about the police amount of sleep and the endless hours and the planning as if they had some sort of weird hand in this? On Sunday, when we made the decision to release the information on the suspect's vehicle, first of all, our detectives had uh, the faith and the confidence in leadership, and they knew that releasing this car meant that they no longer got to look for it in an undercover capacity. But we knew Albuquerque would step up and somebody would find and identify that vehicle for us, which is exactly what happened. And it is that the city of Albuquerque, its residents, and in particular the members of the oh, it's all it's ever going to be, buddy, stepped forward, 
Had they ain't going to be the police. Trusted us and gave us the information needed so that we could follow through and make the arrest that we made yesterday. To the Muslim community, a big thank you. Uh, over the past year, I've made it a point to ensure that we built a ambassador program that focused on ensuring that all members of the community had an ear that would hear their voice. Wow, this is a out. bunch of crap already. Uh, Dowd, so the guy's name is Mohammed Syed. Mm -hmm. He's 51 years of age. He's been charged in two of the four murders. I think he'll be charged in the third. He will not be charged in the first. I think one thing we can say, it's an uh, inside job. It's uh, inside the Muslim community, and uh, that much is clear, uh, just as we suspected. So there you go. Build a solid case for our district attorney's office in the U.S. Wow, there's so much crap going on here. There's, there's got to be some sort of what is Ahmed is Ahmad Assad going to re represent the you know the killer in this? <laughs> Seriously, I mean th something should be stated here. Stop praising yourself. Tell us the information. Nobody cares, bro. Back to a normal life and We've been living a normal life of 90 murders every day, bro. Mexico State Police will If I call you, you never show up for like two hours. Thank God. Just get off the stage. Give us some information, man. We already know what's coming anyway. Is that the worst microphone of any TV station ever? I can't hear anything. Sorry, we're not going to subject our audience to that. That is the, uh, there you go, Deputy K. Hartsop. Here we go. Back on July 26 of 22, uh, late at night, uh, F.F. Hussein was nice found shot to death off Rhode Island Southeast. On August 1st, 22, again late at night, Mohammed Abdel Hussein was found dead not too far away off Cornell Southeast. Our homicide unit, as well as the crime scene team, started to notice some similarities between these two cases. With the help of the ATS Niven program, we were able to relate the case. Besides the fact that they're both Pakistani, they're both go to the same Islamic place and both shot with the same caliber bullet. Similar and identified that there might be a really active public threat, someone targeting. No, just a public threat within the community, bro. Or certain persons for reasons unknown. Five days ago, we came to the public and asked you guys for help. It was five days ago. And in five days, we've identified 51-year-old Mohammed Saeed as the person who perpetrated at least the two crimes on Boom! Cornell. Boom! Boom! I feel like we just read the OG version. Sounds like a white guy from South Carolina, right? Yeah. What is going on here? What we can tell you is a tip from the community is what helped us lead us to this subject. And what helped us eventually find the car that we put out just two days ago to the public. Because white supremacists do not buy jettas. ...that have been thoroughly reviewed and gone through dozens of interviews by played and started to focus on... So horrible. Uh, ...and last night secured a search warrant for his residence near Gibson and Carlisle in southeast... Oh, he's right up the street now. ...as we were getting Great. ready to execute that search warrant, we saw him load into a vehicle. As a matter of fact, the vehicle we believed that was used in the homicides... Oh, he doesn't watch the news. He doesn't even know that you know about him. Uh, with the help of state police, we were able to stop that car near Santa Rosa, New Mexico. And at the same time, wow. the team executed a search warrant safely on the occupied home, taking all the residents out and allowing our crime scene and homicide investigators to go into that home. Good job, guys. Multiple firearms were recovered from that home. That a boy. Continually being tested. 
but right now we believe that at least one of them inside the home and one of them inside the car that was pulled over yep. are matching to our two crime scenes on Rhode Island. There you go. Build your case. That is the basis of the Should be open, uh, shut case. Uh, uh, even Raul Torres can screw this one up. <laughs> Again, we think there might be involvement in two other homicide cases. Those are still Yeah, let's, let's not get ahead of ourselves here, folks. More evidence testing and more interviews to continue to build that case with the prosecutor. All right, guys. <laughs> All the PR, all the pomp and circumstance of a solved case with a suspect, the guns on his way out. I mean, they look good. Now, they look said, like they're in the money. Had a lot of help from the state of New Mexico state police and from the governor's office. Oh, you better go to the governor. She had a big hand in this. There it is. Bring the governor in, folks. Oh, yeah. She made her way all the way down here in a black dress, no less. There she is. She needs a stool, dude. Like, how many times do we have to watch this happen? Put the mic closer to her mouth. Work of law enforcement officers about what happens when we are really clear about public safety oh. uh, and focusing on <laughs> really clear. Uh, they did zoom in so they don't make her look bad on the media. Seriously, you're gonna lose, chick. It's uh, Ron Ketty's gonna roll you with after this after this little this stunt and all partners at their best is what the state uh, and this community both deserve and should expect yeah don't uh, gaslight us we know who did it uh, but also it's a place to really thank the public the what uh, without those tips without that information oh. She's giving us an added boy. Do we get another 250? Is everybody at 250 for this? A sense of how we are continuing to protect you. So say, the, to say his name. We are working Mohammed Syed. Which is absolutely critical, not only for protecting the, the families who have been affected. We're not going to call you if we need protection. Really Trust me. Will bring justice, the full force of law accountability will be made. Ooh. But also, okay. there we go. It's Good. A place for us to say that this work, as you heard in the investigation updates, is not done. We're going to continue to You get like 90% there. You got the suspect, you got guns, this you got bullets. Stays in this context with this incredible focus. And all of the state resources, married with every single local resource, will continue. Tell every single member of every single community. She's, she's, she has a tick now down. And a shaking. Are clear about their safety. Wherever they are in this community, wherever they are statewide. That, that sense of community and public safety, that focus, is the focus that we would bring to bear on all issues around all right. the state. All the issues, everything. So again, Word salad. This is important about where we are. Mm. And I hope for families and many others who are suffering today based on this horrific or these horrific say, say it. Was he wearing this is MAGA country hat? Is that what, is, say it. No, he wasn't. Was he a Trump supporter? Mohammed Syed is not a Trump supporter. Done everything in power and will continue to do that. Okay, thank you. Sure you can go now. The campaign speech is over. Let's talk to our uh, 5 0 who's actually working. No matter the threat that every single person and family in Albuquerque and every single person. Nobody feels threatened, lady. Thank you again. They're killing homeless people. They're killing drug dealers. Oh, she's out of there. She's done. 
Word salad, and then I'm gone. And done. Five o'clock martini. I'm out. Somebody get that woman a drink. Raul Torres is there. Looking very... Where's Lonely Girl? Oh, yeah, handsome. He's looking... You're looking very handsome, Raul Torres. We like... Oh, there she is. Say it. Say a Muslim killed another Muslim. Say it. As we know, over the last few days, our community yes, has been, we've been hearing to its core by the loss of members. Yes, our very core, a core of a completely and totally unintegrated part of the city. This guy killed one of my flunkies. They went after it's a family killing. space for this grief as we honor the lives and memories of those who we've lost. What's the motivation, Melanie? You got immigration, a guy doing transport. What else is going on here? Still calling it a hate crime, lonely girl? My dear friend and former staffer, whose family is with us here today. Mohammed was kind, hopeful, optimistic, a city planner who believed in democracy and in social change, Mm. and who believed that we could in fact, build a brighter future for our communities and for our world. Not if you keep playing our this community game. community has lost brothers, fathers, husbands. And a lot of Hispanics, bro. Beloved friends. I want to reiterate the things that have been given here today for our incredible law enforcement community. The rapid, wow. diligent, and coordinated response. I feel like a refund the police message is coming. <laughs> Changed their tune, huh? Wow. Wait, no more defunding? Just kill one of our, our staffers and you'll get her to switch her position on top. Wow. Law enforcement? Is she gonna is she gonna run around with a gun and police uniform? Is she gonna do ride alongs? You'll never make the squad now, lonely girl. It's been crucial in the rapid response to this emergency and the effective apprehension of the suspect today. Don't read too much. So the work she literally of cannot law speak. Is what has gotten us here today. She has to and read the whole time. In these horrific killings, has been apprehended. The I wonder if she didn't get her PhD. We would be remiss if we did not address the national profile that these tragedies have garnered across the United States and the terror that has not only gripped New Mexico's Muslim community. But what? Muslim communities across the she, she, hello? Mohammed Syed is the name of the guy. He's a Muslim on Muslim. No, 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 no. You don't get to do this, Cheek. No, no, this isn't racist. This is Muslim on Muslim. No, 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 no. That this was written yesterday. <laughs> Before they got the suspect. Jack Prescott is a horrible human being, and we should put him in jail for the rest of his life. Our mayor, our governor, and all of the law enforcement and justice individuals who've been involved in this case for your tireless work over the last. So tireless, they haven't slept. We must continue to hold space and give them two hundred hours of overtime. Early retirement. Move forward together. We're we're not moving forward we together. You have no idea what happened. Another, keeping each other safe, forging bonds of friendship and oh. solidarity. I know that that is what my friend Muhammad Afsal would have wanted, and it is in his memory that we will do. I this think he'd want you to start stop talking about hate crimes and realize that he really didn't like this guy that he knew that killed him. Why didn't you protect him? She got a gun pulled on him a month before. Support for APD and for law enforcement, and uh, played a big part in this. That the mayor, as head of the city, 
Now, where is the mayor? A whole lot more in terms of city resources and focus on the community and the Muslim community. So with that, I want to introduce Let's, go, let's go, Mr. One Albuquerque. I would have kept uh, Gilbert just to talk. Is he wearing a scarf? No. He's got a blue tie and, and black. Hot this weekend that this was not reflected city of Albuquerque. Oh, he put his he put his and wedding ring back. We will back not on. let this get in the way of our long-standing commitment to inclusion. Oh my gosh, they're sticking what with What is it? wrong with this? These guys literally <laughs> think <laughs> people are stupid. Their narrative stop. never oh changes. Oh my gosh, so these, they're, they're going to get their ass handed to them in the election. They, they tried to run this game for the election. But also in supporting law enforcement to bring justice. <laughs> Now it is with tremendous gratitude oh. that we share this news about a united effort oh, to bring God. some justice to this situation. You could say a New Mexico united effort. What <laughs> has done is what we fundamentally and unfortunately call them to do at times, to work together with urgency, oh. following the proper protocols, to get dangerous murderers off the streets. Yeah, dangerous Muslim murderers off the streets. How about that? that Who are killing their own kind. Like... Can, can we get off of this I already? Know that between the FBI and the DA and the state police and our governor and Congress, how do you spin this? Things, other than to just we make a total assumption that everyone's there stupid for each other, and we needed it. I remember when our DA and I, we were kind of got yeah. these jobs around the same time, same counting time, beers, and even our congressman. And, and we each one of the well, first we were picking out shoes together, counting that Soros cash so out. We're going to yeah. make sure that roles and jurisdictions do not interfere with what we have to do with our safety. And unfortunately, because of the tragedy, oh. uh, but fortunately, oh. we have demonstrated this once again. You couldn't have Truly, stopped this? What we experienced at the law enforcement and the support front is the one Albuquerque spirit spreading from our city to our The state one Albuquerque spirit. Wow, these guys just press on. Doubt. For our department. Push the brand. This is a very salient example. 2022 has been tough. We know this. It's been very tough for violence. <laughs> thanks, no no thanks safety. to you. Exactly. <laughs> But we also know that under Chief Medina's strong leadership, we Very are demonstrating strong. a vastly improved and strange uh, voice imprint, especially in its investigation capabilities. We've done this in a couple of ways. First and foremost, it is the training and effort and hard work of the individuals and the detectives on the front line who made this happen. Why don't you tell us about the suspect? I know a lot of us I'm kind of curious. We'd really like to know more about. Can you say Mohammed Sayed? Please say and his name. It is abundantly clear the professionalism, the ability. Oh, God, this pat place. on the back attaboy it's crap also is that the ridiculous. Technology, this would not oh, shot spotter. Without having it. Uh, silencers. Every one of these the guys got shot. Nobody heard a gunshot. And city council. Uh, we're oh. in a vastly different place, and that's what allowed us to move fast. And My favorite, Brooke Masson. He's really helping me with the New Mexico United Stadium. Also, the investigative oh, Eddie training Eddie Eddie Eddie. the academy. You know, we did not used to have that. We train investigators, and now we are seeing the result when it comes to uh, the number of individuals we've been able to bring in custody who commit violent crime. So we are sending a message. We will catch violent criminals. Oh. That has Tough been true throughout 2022. And we are doing our part to bring justice back to our streets. Make my day. Now, I also want to express gratitude to the Muslim community. Yes. Know, uh, all of us are doing that, but it's for a very, very good reason. They never gave up on our police department. Never. And they never gave up on the city where they live. Mm. And I want to thank you for doing that. There is no way we could have put these pieces together without them. Yeah, also well, the it's public, the non-integrated community. They don't interact with anybody heard. in the community except for Ahmad Assad without all the tips that came through. 
And, you know, sometimes it takes a village, I think. No. Oh, there we go. Hillary is with us today. We ran out of things to say. When in doubt, quote Hillary. To bring some justice. So I want to close by just saying Please that close tonight it's our hope that while families continue to grieve, what our congresswoman mentioned is he really is that guy on Batman. A pain and a scar like, that is wide open. Oh, there it is. And while families continue to grieve, and our community mourns yeah, let's, the loss of loved ones. Hopefully, can we some honor the victims and talk about the suspect instead of making political speeches? True, because these perpetrators are now in custody. Uh. Singular Tomorrow, perpetrator, Mohammed Syed, 51 years of age, charged in two murders. It wasn't the Proud Boys? And also the trauma perpetrators providing for our community safety department. The New Mexico Civil Guard? And we continue to expand and extend our hearts and openness yeah. to those who are in a time of need. So much openness. And going forward, we are going to build on the progress we've made with our Office of Equity and Inclusion, which played a key role in community support. Also, our Office of Immigrant and Refugee Affairs. Oh, there we go. Uh, we these are extremely We have covered offices. all we the bases. acknowledge that until there's a tragedy in one of these communities. There it is. It also means we have to formalize <laughs> what we're doing with our Asian community and with our Muslim You're community going forward. You're an idiot. Forward. What about income inequality? We haven't mentioned income inequality. Yeah. Are there going so with that, let me again say thank you. To Can we all talk to involved, an investigator at some uh, point? Made this happen, and our prayers are still absolutely with the community. Which prayer? Yeah, Tim Tim Keller prays do a I, lot. Uh, do I uh, tilt seven times to Mecca? What goes on here? Let's go. Uh, now, bringing to our law enforcement partners, I want to introduce U.S. Attorney Alex Kubias. All right, there we go. Give him the chair. The chair. There we go. Alex is uh, muy guapo. Hello, Alex. Looking Good very afternoon. fine. My name is Alex Ubias of the United States Attorney oh, that's a strange for the of New Mexico. My heart goes out to the families and the communities of these victims, the entire Muslim, Middle Eastern, South Asian uh, community, and all our communities. Okay. Your pain is our pain. Your community is our community. All right. He's running for something at some point. For your faith, go back. your trust, and we will not let you down. Okay. I want to thank, as many of you have here before, all the members of the law enforcement team, the government, the work, and the people in the community who've spent far too many hours over the past four days. There we are. Just, that's a different way of saying it. Far too many hours. They, they, they're constantly down. All they talk about is it's an attaboy. It's yeah. a thank you. I'm just trying to get some sort of... We've had, like, out of all this entire news conference thus far, We've had little to no information on the suspect other than he's 51 years of age. The name was, and the age. Yeah, That's and it. he's he's beelining for Santa Rosa. We're, we're 35 uh, minutes into this. We and two pieces we've, of information. We've, we've got lots of political speeches and, and the tireless hours and the the thankless jobs and the, the, the hope and the communities. And it takes a bit. That's it. That's a political speech. It's gone. U.S. Attorney, New Mexico. There it is. Uh, next, we have the FBI Special Agent in Charge, Raul Buhanda. There we go, Raul. Come on. Tell us what we're going to do. I want a full profile of Mohammed Syed. Speaking to the mic. I think a lot of the people that are standing up here are tired, but for a good reason. Oh, wow. We're driven to do the right thing. Lots of other people work hard, too. I hate to break it to you. I focused on bringing justice to the relatives of four homicide victims. What the? Our brothers. These are our brothers. Well, protecting Albuquerque's Muslim community from other harm. 
since the FBI set up a command post that is literally, and I wish you could have seen it, was literally by all these individuals that are up here, those individuals, the people that we represent were sitting side by side. And then we couldn't even tell them to go home because they did not want to go home. I felt like they're all just playing Legos. Like, <laughs> I, I mean it. I mean, they're just... I wish you could have seen it. We built this beautiful thing. We're all sitting side by side. We look great in our uniforms and our guns. And all our minifigs were all lined really... up. Yeah. The FBI formed a task force of more than 100 investigators, intelligence analysts, and other experts from the following agencies. We had folks from FBI headquarters, our crisis management unit. We also had the men and women, the proud men and women of the Albuquerque Police Department. Office, Imagine what you ATF. people could do if you applied this energy and initiative and resources to solving all murders in Albuquerque, regardless of race or religion. The task force worked 24-7, and we're going to continue to work diligently. Man, so much work. I mean, I'm tired listening to the amount of work that these guys are putting. 35 minutes in, I'm exhausted. The speechwriters work really hard, but they work the hardest. This one reason, because there might still be evidence out there. Someone might still have seen something that'll make sure that we're not missing anything as part of this investigation. Goes. What? A radical right winger working in conjunction with Mohammed Syed? Worked so well as a team and spent so much time on this case. We worked as a team. We were friends to start with, and we're better friends after. Oh, there we go. Uh, Here's the good friends. Tonight is kind of special. The beer My God. I still have a All sharing right. is caring on my bingo card. They, they haven't gotten to that yet. <laughs> they were calling to see what else comes. This is ridiculous. If the public has any additional tips, we don't, bro. To reach out to us. Go. Crack that whip. Our thoughts and prayers continue to be Give that man a slip. Break his mom's back. Let's Let get going. My God. Okay. We're simply trying to get some information on this we've got 40 minutes of speeches that's all political bs during an election year and there goes the director of the fbi everyone's given a political speech at this point here comes gil guy he goes the only man the who partner we have was the ATF. everyone's a partner Travis Riddle, with this many people working i mean how many crimes are being committed you know on the streets of albuquerque right now here we go lock your doors folks <laughs> lock your doors everybody in, in pd is there Put around in those chambers. Well, I'm sure it's not senseless. I'm sure there's a reason this man decided to murder four people or three people or just the two you've charged him with. There we go. ATF has brought our unique capabilities to this investigation, such as our ability to trace farms and process Let me guess. You worked hard on it. The ATF agents worked hard and they were tireless. We're finally getting some info here. There we go. ATF contributes technical expertise to law enforcement efforts Good. by providing the use of its NIVN or the National Integrated Ballistics Information Network, ARMS. Boom. We utilize this in processing ballistic evidence to determine if a farm was used okay. in one shooting and has also been used in additional shootings. All right. Good, good, we good. See patterns that were previously unknown to us. Shot in the head, those links same caliber bullet with a rifle. ATF takes a preventative approach to violent crime. Okay. By targeting and prosecuting the sources of crime. Damage. Good. How to get it? Where to get it? How long you have it? Z-Trace, which is a secure web-based law enforcement network run by ATF's National Tracing Center. Hmm. 
This system assists the National Tracing Center and other law enforcement agencies during their comprehensive traces of recovered crime guns from manufacturer to the last legal purchase. <coughs> Investigators use this data to uncover patterns of firearms trafficking, identify illegal and straw firearms, and develop police to recover firearms used in violent crimes. Got to be careful, guys, what you guys and hear about those straw firearms. And with our partners to highlight the positive work done by all the agencies standing here today. Thank you. All right, there we go. Finally, two guys. He was the best. Out of yeah. like 10, 11 of them. Yeah. He didn't Next say Mohammed Syed. Oh, here we go. Here comes a political speech, folks. Here it is. I'm Raul Torres. Crime has increased. I think at the outset, it's. it's graduated from Harvard. I have George Soros money. Acknowledge and congratulate the Albuquerque Police Department. For the last several years, our community has struggled with public safety issues and crime you issues. You think? And the well, thanks to you. Department, under the leadership of Mayor Keller and Chief Medina, have worked diligently to improve <clears throat> the practices, the professionalism, the resources that they bring to bear. And I think today's uh, resolution is a demonstration of that leadership, and they deserve great credit for that. Uh, I also want to recognize that although we are here to announce this resolution, that it is really just the beginning of, of the journey towards securing justice. And my commitment to you is to work on behalf of your family um, and all the other- This is definitely a campaign speech. Work so on behalf of your family. Justice. And that will not be done until we secure a conviction and, and successful prosecution. <laughs> to that then end, we need to do it, new DA. Deal of work wow. that is left to be done. As we speak, uh, prosecutors from the Major Crimes Division of the District Attorney's Office, along with prosecutors assigned from the U.S. Attorney's Office, are reviewing warrant applications, both for additional investigative leads, um, as well as uh, reviewing proposed charges for the individual who's been identified today. But um, The individual, uh, Mohammed Syed, 51 years of age. Reserved for a later time, a full discussion of the types of charges that, that will um, take place over the next weeks and days. I can tell you that it is the intention of the district attorney's office in conjunction with the Albuquerque Police Department to file murder charges in state district court. Uh, we are also working with our federal partners on the possibility of uh, filing and pursuing federal charges at the same time if there is an appropriate federal statute. Um, one thing that I would also like to point out and, and to take a moment to recognize is the leadership of Special Agent in Charge, Raul Buhanda, who is uh, leading the FBI's local division. I have worked with and known a number of his predecessors, and he is doing extraordinary work. Um, you know, he referenced the, the first task force meeting where uh -huh. all of the agencies got together. And I can tell you, as somebody who has been a prosecutor for most of the last couple of decades, All right. uh, we'll let him give his political speech. So let me give you some uh, information uh, very quickly about the two victims uh, here. Uh, by the way, this is just fluff, crap, yep. junk. There's nothing that can be said about this. This is what your politicians think of you, okay? If you have any intention of voting for any one of these idiots, you are part of the problem. Yep. Like these men. And women, and Michelle Hungerson and Melanie Sansbury, we'll leave you out, okay? Uh, literally are reaping what they're sowing. They are sowing this type of discontent. They're allowing these criminals 
that are out there. The Muslim community itself could have pr- protected itself. It could have, uh, but could not because, you know, the, the Albuquerque Police Department is probably not fully integrated. They're being protected, right? And you couldn't think that it was Muslim on Muslim crime. Let's go to, back to Gilbert Gallegos. Many of you have known him or talked to him uh, about this whole, uh, this tough week we've had. Um, you can say some concluding words. No tougher than any other week we've had here. Good afternoon. Thank you. He'll be running for something. Many of you know that I'm not a very shy person. I thought I was pretty strong uh, practicing law 28 years. Um, but I have to tell you that in hearing, being amongst these um, these wonderful people. What do you know about Mohammed Syed? Is he a member of your congregation at the Islamic Center? Brought me almost to tears. Okay, I'm really great. How come you didn't invite them into your mosque if they meant so much to you? They did not want to go home. That was just resonated with me. Wow. Just humbled on behalf of the I wouldn't be able to hang out five minutes with these guys, Doug. Insufferable is the word that comes to mind. Excruciating, interminable. I mean, you need a case of chapstick to hang out with these guys. There's so much ass kissing. Bring it justice swiftly. All right. There it is. Very nice. Very nice. He knows where he is. What is the name? Say his name. I can't express enough. 48 minutes in, Eddie. I think they've only said the name once. All the family members of uh, the ones we lost, and we still mourn. We will not ever forget. No, ever forget. Uh, ever forget. Nine eleven. We have no further losses in our community. Uh-huh. We're also hopeful that the violence at large. At large, it was within is, your community. So just and, uh, just keep it there, Ahmad. For every family, not just Muslim families, for the losses they've endured in uh, <sighs> violence, if you will. I'm a big fan of law enforcement today. This is disgusting. This is absolutely disgusting, top to bottom. Just a bunch of glad handers who are sitting there complimenting each other, you know, kissing each other's asses, talking about what's being done. I mean, this is just crap, top to bottom. I don't hope and pray for anything. We got the guy. Go prosecute him. We want to hear about your tireless and endless work. Like This is just, this is adding zero. First question from the media. Did you guys work hard on this? Did you get tired during this project in the last couple of days? <laughs> this, so on days like this, I wish I was your mayor. We'd be showing up and said, we got the guy. This is what's happened. Here's who the man is. We'll let them deal with it. Okay. They, we got problems in their family. I don't want to hear about it. Gosh. This is all cover up. This is all political cover up, top to bottom. That's what this is. Ruling every important person out there. Where's Martin Heinrich? Where's uh, TLF? Mm-hmm. Oh, there we go. There we go. Hit them all, Ahmad. Got to make sure to round up that Muslim vote for the Democrats. Talk about that, too. I've got that new Pew Research uh, thing down. Where's Pat Davis? Where is he? Now, you don't want to talk about shootings with Pat Davis. <laughs> Before we shift to questions, uh, I've got a question. You know, one of the oh, questions Lord. that I know probably Drag this guy day that we addressed early on in the administration and everybody here was 
Or are we going to label this a hate crime? Or are we going to label this a serial killer? Yeah, you did that. And we stood strong and we held you... the line that we weren't going to name oh. any of those labels at that point in time. Oh, because we held the line. responsible for us as a police department. That's right. That. And you're responsible as a politician. Why don't you tell Michelle Lujan Grisham that? Uh, we still don't have any indication that either of these uh, incidents uh, or topics. I don't know of any white nationalists, right wing radicals named Muhammad. Well, I know that was going to come up, and I wanted to thank Oh, yeah. Uh, then we're going to hit it first. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll take all the other questions first, not that one. It was Gilbert who was in front of the camera. We stood strong and made sure that. Uh, yeah, we yeah, stood, we did. Uh, we didn't label it. Don't come at us, Eddie Aragon, with your radio station and things that you want to say to us. So we'll take questions now. All right. Let's see what uh, this, this is going to be interesting, Dad. Can answer them, but feel free to jump in. If yeah, let's jump in. Anybody? Can we hear some more about the. The motive that's being yeah, decent question. There we go. The press release stated something about interpersonal conflict, and we've heard that the suspect's daughter may have married a Shia man. Oh, honor oh. killings. Oh, uh, what do we know? Speak that a little bit. And I will also mention that once we have charging documents and a criminal complaint, we'll release that as well. Which do you want to be invited to further press conferences? <laughs> Then well, don't ask that question. For fully to understand what they are. South we Carolina. have some information about those events taking place, but we're not really clear if, if that was the actual motive, if it was part of the motive, if there's just a bigger picture that we're missing. So what's really important is we're still investigating it, even though he's arrested today. We're going to continue to investigate and work with our prosecutors to understand what the motives were, and that's important in every kind of crime investigation we have. So we have heard those things, but we're not sure if that's the only motivation. Is it correct that the suspect is Sui and the two of the most, the three most recent victims were Shia? Uh, we've heard different versions of the sex. We're not too clear on it. Sunni so and Shia on the streets of Albuquerque. Oh, bad boys, bad boys. That does go very fast. It was not a high speed chase. It was a traffic stop that occurred uh, off the I 40 exit in Santa Rosa. The state police sent oh. out. We, we trailed them for 100 miles for fun. Was he being followed the entire time? We're not going to get into that, but we pulled him over in Santa Rosa. Why not? And were able to stop that. Wait, pretty easy, bro. Um, throughout this investigation, we've been saying killer and killers. Are there more suspects that no, we're looking into? No, there cannot be. Right now, we're only charging one person. Yeah, because you won't find another one. The evidence. The evidence Shia, Sunni, honor killing, married my daughter. We don't do this around here. And when you went to the SWAT situation at the house, was there any resistance from the family? Uh, or were they cooperative in getting the evidence that you needed? As far as I know, we were able to safely remove everyone from the house. I don't know what level of cooperation we had, but we were able to remove everyone from the house and interview mm. most of the occupants. Right. Yeah. How strong is the evidence or how confident that this suspect is connected to the other two murders that are part of this case? It's strong enough that we're continuing, continuing to, to list him as the most likely uh, person of interest or suspect in the case. But again, if the evidence leads us to someone else, I don't think it's the first one. I don't think I think that's the, separate. Does the ballistic evidence show that a different firearm was used in the first killing? And, and the most there we go. Good question. That analysis isn't done by the Well, so we know that it is. So we're good. We know. Can you say anything more about the tip that you got? Yeah. 
it, it was it was as a result of of the reaching out to the community we did. Which um, community? From the Islamic from community? The community. There we go. Uh, Thank you for saying that. Thank, I know that was hard. That, that was tough. That was really <laughs> tough. We <laughs> reached out to the Muslim community. Finally, it finally came. That was a mistake. <laughs> we finally said the word Muslim. It took us uh, how long? Dad, are we in before we said Muslim? Uh, Fifty-four minutes. Can you tell us any more about the background of the project, where he's from, why he came to the U.S. Uh, our information shows us he's from Afghanistan. Oh, there we go. Cross-sectional Afghani versus Pakistani. It's the worst mic ever. That's our only known history with him. Again, that's still being explored in a wider just a question for DA Torres. You, you mentioned the, the high bar for federal charges. Uh, with those federal charges, not going to be any federal charges. Charges, if it is indeed some sort of, um, you know, an episode like that. So I, I would defer to my colleague from the U.S. Attorney's Office to answer the specifics about the applicability of federal hate crimes charges. At this point, uh, from the perspective of state prosecution, we are we are not focused on that. Right now, but as Deputy Commander Hartsock alluded to, we are still um, finding out new information about the context, the motivation, the various individuals uh, who were involved. In, I don't believe anything the, Raul Torres says, like zero the things. There's exactly zero things that I believe that come out of that man's mouth. Oily opportunist. Filing federal hate crimes. Well stated. I would defer to Alex Biden. Can you say more about the ambassador program you mentioned? Yeah. The groundwork that you might have gotten this tip? Yeah. I want to hear. Come on, Medina. You know, rub your nose. Things, uh, as we all know, the Albuquerque Police Department is under settlement agreement. And one of the parts of that settlement agreement <laughs> with the federal government is the fact that we had to increase and improve our relationship with the community. So what we did is we created a group of officers and we trained them. I think he, I think he practices uh, his speeches about how great the department is, like in the mirror before he comes out and talks. And uh, we assign officers to these groups of individuals, oh. these officers in the ears. We, we uh, sent officers out to learn about falafel and shawarma. Yes. <laughs> and it's a concept that will continue. And I think that during this time, we recognize that there were two things that we need to They all know what they all eat at the halal. First is we had to have a good, strong investigation. But in the mm. other hand, we need to make sure that we were working and ensuring that the community felt safe. I want to thank our deputy. So, so hey, here we go. Uh, thanks. Uh, here comes the extended... Version of Star Wars. Problem response teams were out and they were contacting the community, and that we had an open door of communication. And that that guy has no problem taking credit for absolutely every single thing that's done. Healthy like, ego that one has. Yeah, that's the, he just. The Albuquerque Police Department reaching out and working with. What will make him good? He will fully take credit for anything that happens. Is, is the suspect cooperating in the questioning? And also, can you confirm that two of his sons are also detained? Is he cooperating? He doesn't need uh, to. He didn't make a statement. Um, the suspect who's being charged. Well, hello. His sons were questioned as well. About released. And they've both been released. Yes. What kind of digital forensic evidence are yeah. you looking into? That would be important here. And um, was the online portal helpful with these tips? You mentioned technology and investment in that. Uh, we're definitely on, on every violent crime investigation. We're always looking at any kind of digital evidence. Uh, we can't comment too much on that right now. No. 
Um, and the online portal was extremely helpful as well as Crime Stoppers tips. We had several people. Let's end this ridiculous charade you guys call a news uh, conference. Start asking uh, these guys questions and it's done. You know, the sounds of the shots, vehicles leaving. There was no sounds of the shots. It was done so with silencers. And they were a direct result of that. Reach out to the public and them submitting tips. And the technology allows people now to just upload videos, right? We don't even have to go out oh. anymore. They can just upload them directly. Like Shutterstock. It's, it's pretty amazing. There was another shooting the night Naeem Hussein was killed, like near Eastern and Amherst, which is right near the suspect's home. Is there any relation to that shooting that you can tell? Nothing that we can confirm right now, but on the same as Thursday, we're going to look at any crimes that we think yeah. could be related don't, to this. Don't take your tips from bloggers. Witnesses, any other evidence. Again, she got that, that fifth suspect out. That's where that came from. Okay. Today. We're very open-minded that if we find evidence of any other crimes, we're going to absolutely... Totally irresponsible, that, uh, by the way. Report on that. The suspect's residence, where, where it is, which was searched, uh, was it a rental? Was it an apartment, a home? Does it matter? Uh, just his family lived there. I'm unsure on the rental ownership yeah. status. Uh, what's next? You're going to talk about the profile no, of the neighborhood no. next? The war zone? You're going to talk about the international district? What's next? Pepsi or Coke? Uh, no, he was not. He was in the car uh, near Santa Rosa. We pulled them over first, and then the SWAT team uh, executed the search warrant. Failed to use a blinker. What is the current status of the suspect? Has he, has he been booked into jail yet? Uh, no. Yeah. We're charged on getting twice. A warrant uh, completed with the DA's office, but he is detained uh, inside this building right now. We confirm a date of birth for Mr. Said. <laughs> we can just not write the second, but just give us a note. He's 51. Domestic violence charges. I don't know too much about him. I know all three witnesses. He has a bit of a temper. Uh, get the murder weapon. We think we have two weapons that we believe uh, were used in one or both of the kills. How did he acquire them? Yes. You mentioned there was a firearm in the vehicle when you executed the traffic stop. Did officers know that firearm was in the vehicle? Not until they affected the traffic stop and, mm. and saw it as they approached the car. Yep. Do you believe he was heading out of state? Um, there's not much between Santa Rosa and Tugan here. Yeah, we're, we're unsure yeah. what the purpose of the travel was. That's still under yeah. investigation. But just to confirm, he was cooperative when he was taken into arrest? I don't know all the details, but he was detained at that point and brought back out for Was he pulling out when uh, detectives and the FBI showed up, or was he already gone? John Cardinal. I don't know all the specifics on that, but at the time we pulled him over at Santa Rosa. The same guy who was. Uh, Stated it was a hate crime. Why isn't this being talked about as a hate crime? Right now, the MO was what matches, and we have found there's a possible personal relationship between him and him, but still very early on and unclear. That's it? Can you say that there was a possible relationship? Are you talking about all of the victims or just a couple? Of Whoa, getting kinky. Well, that's kind of a ridiculous question. Really Come on, girl. The four or five. Family friendly. Um, she just basically insinuated that the girl was being treated amongst the family. Services unit and working together wow. And working with four different families. Where's your head at? In Albuquerque and across oceans to uh, Ocean. communicate with the families, Ocean. learn background oh. information. Many oceans. I don't think ever so anybody ever comments down that uh, we have to cross, cross multiple oceans to get there. <laughs> it's generally one ocean. Uh, now that 
someone has been detained. The two mobile units that APD has set up at uh, Luna Linda Park and at Highland High School will yes. still be. No, they're taken down. We're good. This is all clear. You know, we're going to continue to have a presence in the community as uh, we stay here. This guy's a mess. Yes or no? <laughs> Well, the official statement from the. Uh, this guy is just selling. Put some candy bars in this guy's hand. Tell him to go door to door. World's best chocolate. He sounds dumb, but he's kind of a genius. Yeah, like he just will literally turn anything on its head. It's like, whoa, whoa. absolutely. We're going to have all the cops there 24 7. And you're going to believe me. And he believes his own BS like nobody I've seen. You know, we did try to plan for this individual. He didn't, he didn't leave that night, but it looks like the next day. Uh, he, <laughs> he, he even opens his eyes. Look at him. He's all proud of that answer as he was. His lip is jutting on the bottom. So maybe at least five years or so. Yeah, we believe around five or six years. Yep. You know, things on refugee status. No, these aren't refugees, bro. <laughs> Just because they're by the refugee uh, center. The Let me transition. Potential connection to the victim again we're still understanding that and if we charge on those cases i think in those charging documents you'll better see what we found in there but right now we're ready to comment on it because we want to make sure that we understand it correctly. i like uh i like officer hartsock that's also still under investigation but yeah. he's the fbi from the serial number yeah you gotta just talk to better alleys Okay, well, we'll wrap things up. I appreciate it. Everyone wow. taking the time. And I but how long was the uh, substantive part of that interview? Well, 20 minutes, I guess. Thank you very much. There it is. There it is. Muhammad Syed, boy. Oh, all they can think about right now is the uh, political loss. We're not going to listen to the uh, uh, back talk on all of that. But uh, Murder Mike is on his way, so he'll be here. He has visited each of the locations. Um, and all this again, uh, Muhammad Syed, uh, 51, two counts of the four Muslim murders in the Metro. Um, I would say at most he gets three. Uh, they have used bullet casings to connect him to the killings of Aftab Hussein and Muhammad Afzal Hussein last week. And, uh, we watched the, or listened to the entire news conference. Uh, thanks to KRQB for doing that. I think we need to go back and talk about this from two days ago. This is a mere 48 hours ago. Dare I say it? Okay. Just listen to the tenor, the demeanor of your, and we're going to comment, I think, the same way. I think it could be said. Like, this needs to be, they tried to make political hay out of this. There's no doubt about it. Okay. They saw this as an opportunity. They never, even for a second, thought the narrative was anything different than what they believed it to be from the get go. And I believe, uh, what, what, what do you use that when you use evidence to sort of fulfill your confirmation uh, bias? Confirmation bias. They started that from the very beginning, okay? And Michelle Lujan Grisham came out like a rabid dog on this. Melanie Stansbury came out as an emotional cluster, you know what, uh, she couldn't keep it together and then was very, very, very angry. And then I think when it came to, you know, wrapping things up, this call to arms, the you know, we need to go ahead and find the communities coming together. Like, it's just garbage in, garbage out. And that's what your politicians try to do. And that's the real crime. When you get Kamala Harris, when you get Joe Biden, when you are on every news story, that's never going to have a correction on this. 
Okay, they're going to say, oh, th th this is uh, racially motivated. This is driven by bias. This is driven by anything. Else. That's all you got. I doubt, I don't know how many stories I included in the notes yep. on that. And just, just a few of them that were on there. It was like, wow. Albuquerque, New Mexico is the most rated. Is that the home of, you know, the, the militias in this country? It must, every militia must be there, right? <laughs> the way that you would look at this, you are know, like, what the heck is going on? Well, you know, that lengthy, you know, century-long uh, KKK strong presence in New Mexico. The most diverse state in the contiguous yes. 48. Extremely, yeah. extremely, yeah. extremely, yeah. extremely. Um, let's, um, let, let's get to this because this is just, you know, disgusting top to bottom. Um, Eddie, can I just jump in? Yes, sir. I don't think we, did we get one question about, do you have any second thoughts about uh, your rush to label this a hate crime and insinuate that this is some sort of white supremacist? I don't think we got one. I counted 31 questions. I don't think we got one about, do you have any regrets about portraying it no, the way you no. did? No, no. Why would we do that? That would, that'd be, you, you want the reporters to hold these people to a level of accountability? <laughs> no Why would we do that? Why would we do such a thing? Throw out your TV, get rid of KOA TV, get rid of, uh, you know, the Albuquerque Journal. The Albuquerque Journal had a big write-up in the, the ins inside of the page, you know, talking about, well, you know, we, we've got to do more. Here's John Cardinal, all sorts of stupid top to bottom uh, on the FBI hate crimes against Muslims in 20. They did profiles, they're building the case, you know, doing everything that yeah. they can to go ahead and, and I think, you know, tailor this uh, towards... Uh, a, a confirmation bias indictment of, you know, a white man with a long beard and many rifles shot, just don't like the Muslims out there. No, no, that none of that happened. Okay. None of it whatsoever. So here's what did happen. This is John Cardinal as they frame it. Uh, this is law uh, enforcement officials are not willing to call the recent killings hate crimes. The Muslim community does face crimes against them because of their religion. Reporter John Cardinale has a th that is it. They had an intro that APD is unwilling to do it. You might as well call the entire, the entire uh, police force at that point. Well, you know what? They love their white supremacists uh, and they do wear the blue badge. And we know how much white supremacists like the blue badge. And law enforcement officials are not willing to call the recent killings hate crimes. The Muslim community does face crimes against them because of their religion. Reporter John Cardinale has a breakdown of what Muslims in America face. Every year, the FBI compiles data, and part of that data is hate crimes across the United States. Now, according to the most recent report in 2020, religion-based hate crimes made up about 15% of incidents reported. Oh, so you're saying it's a hate crime. Oh, well, let's go into the entire report and let's really study everything behind the hate crimes, the religious-based uh, hate crimes, right? This is the time to go ahead and drop that on here. Let's uh, go ahead and state that it's basically a hate crime. 140 Muslims faced a hate crime that year, the most common being intimidation, making up 37%. You can see it right there. KOAT legal expert John Day explains why officials may be hesitant to define the recent killings as hate crimes, even though they've been defined as targeted killings by some city officials. If they're calling them targeted killings, if the fact is that they're targeting, uh, you know, men of Muslim men, well, then that's, you know, clearly eventually going to probably turn out to be a hate crime i think even the guy who is the legal expert could keep his ass off of the line i mean these people should be sued by somebody this emotionally damaged somebody doubt i don't know who did it well, you know, did, i did do it... speak for the white community in new okay, mexico and you. these insinuations have been very harmful and i will be contacting attorneys about a civil suit 
I think millions of dollars. In fact, I think forty-five point two million dollars sounds about is right. due you sounds about uh, right. for what for what the emotional, uh, you know, uh, trauma that you have experienced as a result of this. No doubt about it. By law enforcement to say it's a hate crime is based on the fact that they don't have a uh, someone in custody. They don't have any information that indicates what's the basis for. In 2020, there were no murders of Muslims in the U.S. defined as hate crime. The last what? <laughs> Rampant problem. What are you talking about? There, you got to be kidding me. You're telling me not pervasive, one, not one, but yet now there's four in Albuquerque, and it all happened. And yes, we're going to make sure that Al- the rest of the world is going to hear about it. Wait, did I hear that right, John Cardinal? Uh, John Cardinal telling on himself ahead of time as the ladies uh, and gentlemen. Please ignore everything I'm telling you. Four. In 2020, there were no murders of Muslims in the U.S. defined as hate crime. The last time that happened was in 2019, and one person was killed. I'm John Cardinelli reporting KOAT Action 7 News. Well, but we have an entire community that's been gaslit by KOB, KOAT, KKOB, excuse me, uh, KRQE, Albuquerque Journal. Okay, I don't know. I didn't listen to the other radio station. As all an unwilling, unable to come out. And talk about this, other than this being a hate crime. Eddie, what the intro was that Tessa? That I don't know who it was. No, was doing in- some other uh, um, yeah, brunette who's on her way to another market so, within a year. Uh, John Cardinale has uh, info on. Here's the quote: "Quote what Muslims in America face." Close quote. Um, John, thank you. In total, there sorry. were more than sweetheart. What Muslims face in America is better safety and more opportunity than most Muslim countries. I'd venture to guess. If anything, this is going to do, this is going to make people dislike the Muslim community. That's what happens. Have, ha- have you noticed when you start calling them victims and it's something that's happening within their community, people are like, well, I don't want to interact with those, th- those people because those people over there have had a lot of drama going on. And I don't want to get pulled into any of that drama. That's what's going to end up happening. That's unfortunate. That's what happens when you politicize a group. Okay. This is simply sort of an in the family, in the, I don't know, it, whatever, in the community type of, of crime. I mean, and here, we, here you got the news media. They have, oh, we've got, we, we've got it. This is it. We're going to keep Mark Ronchetti from getting elected. We're going to keep any Republican from getting elected because they're all evil, terrible people. Seven News. John, thank you. In total, there were more than 8,000 hate crimes in 2020 reported to the FBI. <laughs> and zero. Exactly zero of those were a murder of a Muslim. In fact, the last time it happened was back in 2019. Like, where do you go from there? That, that, that's, that's the recent killings of Muslim men still not being defined as hate crime from KOAT. Eddie, I'm also going to, when I get the internet back tonight, I'm going to look up, how do they define, if the most common hate crime against Muslims in 2020 was intimidation, what's intimidation? I mean, does somebody, you know, on the street calling you towel head? I mean, it's not a nice thing to do. I wouldn't do it, but... Uh, you know, does that rise to the level of something we need to be concerned about? You know, I, I'm going to look up what intimidation means. Yeah, sorry about that. This just jumped into, wow, I don't know why this went so fast. So here we go. I apologize. Yeah, what does it mean? How do you define it? I think that's uh, very important. Okay, let's uh, jump into this one. Brother, a man killed near, here's where I start to feel bad, okay? Because the, the brother is obviously very damaged. He He just lost maybe could potentially have been the most important person in his life, okay? I think he happened to live with him. And all of a sudden, yeah, all these people run to him 
KOB, KOAT, KRQE, Albury Journal all run to him. It's like, oh, I'm so sorry you lost it. Isn't it terrible that this horrible hate crime happened? He's like, well, yeah, that's what happened. That's what you're saying has happened. I'm, I'm new here, you know. Like literally taking advantage of someone who is not from here so you could run your political agenda. Like that's the highest level of racism. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, I can't think of anything more disrespectful from white people and, dare I say it, the journalists out there who, oh, we're, we're really trying to understand what's going on with you. Like, this is disgusting. And this poor man is having to politicize his own son, but also politicized by Melanie Stansberry as well, okay? And we have to go through and listen to this man bear his soul because he's going through, and this is not the time to put a camera in front of a family member and have him come and shoot his mouth off because he could say anything. And I guarantee he's going to regret what he said. And he was probably put up to this. Once you put a camera or a microphone, a camera in someone's face, a microphone in front of someone's mouth, they're bound to say anything stupid. Okay. <laughs> no present company included, by the way. On that, <laughs> we say so. stupid things every day. <laughs> no, but Eddie. Wait, 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 hold, on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me hit pause on this. Roald Dahl's getting that us ready for back to school. Sorry about that. Yeah, we do. Go ahead. Uh, if you are the victim of a crime, if your loved one is a victim of a crime, you are in jeopardy, ladies and gentlemen, particularly if you're uh, of, of a certain uh, category, you are in jeopardy of being used as a ideological political prop for opportunistic politicians. And that's what we've seen in the last couple of days in New Mexico. It is reprehensible. But in it, that would be the rule for anywhere else in America. In New Mexico, you are definitively going to be yep. used as a prop every single time. Every single time. Because here's where the media trains. This is their first year. Where do you want to go first to go ahead and learn how to uh, do journalism? Well, we're going to go to the, <laughs> we're going to go to where all the action is. And, you know, it, it, you can make mistakes because it really doesn't matter. They're just people in New Mexico and it's a giant petri dish. Several words describe 27-year-old Muhammad Hafsal Hussein. Muhammad was an amazing, gentle, kind, caring. I, I can't even. I can't even listen to that. I mean, the nefarious motivations of politicians. This is a man who lost his life, and who comes up to say his piece first? A politician. The last person who should be speaking when something tragic happens, besides the family members, are politicians. There should be some distance. What about all the, the ways that they normally characterize this stuff? We don't have a name of a suspect. We have no idea until we notify the next. Of, no, we've got names. We've got, you know, everything else out there. And they're just running to it emotionally charged creating all sorts of wasted energy and gaslighting an entire community. Let it continue, uh, Lonely Girl. Loving, excited, passionate person. Caring, caring young man. An immigrant from Pakistan, he embraced the American dream. He loved this land. He said, this is a land of justice. This is the land where people have prosperity, where people have love, where people have laws, rules and regulations, there's justice. His brother remembers Hussein's work on Congresswoman Melanie Stansbury's campaign. He was always ambitious to raise the voice whose voices are unheard. He's probably one of the most passionate and kind people I ever met. On Monday, his life was cut short, and Albuquerque police say his murder is similar to other killings. The reason? 
race and religion. Ah, <laughs> there we go. We could not wait. Yep. Will KOAT take that down after this? Probably. I would. I would definitely take that down. What was that quote? The reason question mark uh, 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 race and religion? Was uh, uh, that the quote? Yeah, yeah. I think that uh, let's go back. Uh, I was missing it. Never met. On Monday, his life was cut short, and Albuquerque police say his murder is similar to other killings. The reason race and religion. Of yes, the there it is. Race and religion. I am emotionally traumatized. I am ready to sue for $45.2 million. Uh, let me say something in all earnest, being completely and totally serious here. Okay. And I want to be 100% serious. The very first thing that comes across my mind is they're going to blame me or one of my listeners. The very first thing that crossed my mind. Why wouldn't they? We know their narrative. We know their MO. We know how they operate. They're definitely going to go ahead and blame us. Like, well, what am I going to do to go ahead and protect myself? First thing, go discover every single thing that that's out there. And that's why I said, Murder Mike, I need you to go to each of these locations. Here's what we need to do. We need to find out this, 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 and this. And I, I said, I don't need you to speculate. I don't need you to think about this whole entire thing. I need to understand what is going on, okay? We don't need to jump to conclusions. We don't need to insert emotion into any of this. We need to understand what is happening. Okay, which means I need to do background checks on each of the suspects or each of the victims. I need to figure out more or less how I could surmise that this is likely not coming much like we did with the India Palace. Yep. Like, you know, you have to take some risks immediately. And then you have to say, well, we are open to other possibilities. You, you, you say to yourself, well, I hope that it's not. Well, I get myself to such a level where I have to just work out all of the craziness. And the way that I do that is assessing what I do know. Leave it there, okay? That is not, that is not what Channel 7, Channel 13, or Channel 4 did. They did not think about that for a second. They didn't take the emotional uh, aspect out of it. No, they just uh, decided to go ahead. If it bleeds, it leads. Tonight, we learned the, uh, the horrible story of this, and this is racially charged and motivated, targeted, racial, targeted, religion, targeted. I ever met. On Monday, his life was cut short, and Albuquerque police say his murder is similar to other killings. The reason? Race and religion of the victims. His brother agrees. It seems like this is not a random shooting. This is a targeted, this is highly motivated, violent act. Could, could nobody think about anything beyond the narrative that they have already been indoctrinated with? Can anybody not think beyond that? When you're a hammer, everything you see is a nail. That is absolutely true. Folks, this is a high level of mental illness. This is a high level of mental illness and gaslighting in an abusive media relationship that you were involved with, with bloggers like Joe Monahan, with people like KOAT, KOB, and certainly KRQE. Okay, and they're running with the story irresponsibly. And they're getting you motivated and they're coloring everything with a very broad brush without so much as saying, not insinuating. They're literally directly emotionally charging you up and getting you angry. 
There's no other way to look at this. There is just no other way to look at this. Eddie v. Okay? We gave them all the time since last Friday. They've had the chance to go ahead and change their tune on this. Nothing was said yesterday on the air. Could have. I, I told Dow, just said, well, we'll wait for this fifth one. I can't really connect anyway. So, and I'm, I'm headed back from text. And I thought that's exactly what we did. We said, okay, we Dowd, myself, and uh, Murder Mike all got together and said, okay, we can go ahead and wait. And I literally, did I not tell you exactly this scenario, uh, top to bottom? Uh, we, big, big teleconference last night, folks. Uh, and <laughs> we decided to, to, to go live today. And uh, Eddie, it just, it just happened today, just happened minutes ago. I think I have um, achieved the greatest professional regret of my life that I didn't post that Monday morning or Sunday night, the piece that I sort of had in pieces all over my computers and on scraps of paper. The, the camera's not up today, but Eddie, I'm uh, literally over the last couple of weeks, I've been reading this book by Sidney Decker, The Field Guide to Understanding Human Error. I see it. Um, I, the piece was going to be about people in positions of power. You want to talk about COVID? Let's talk COVID. Assuming, uh, perceiving reality through this fixed prism and never varying from that and making terrible policy decisions based on that. And the, the, the people who run New Mexico, the city, the state, the federal, the congressional delegation are so ideologically blinkered that they are incapable of clear thought and looking at alternatives. What did we start the show with? I was talking about, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a schmuck who's watched a couple thousand hours of cops on Fox. I've watched a lot of Law & Order. I've read some criminal justice books. I, I know a little bit about immigrant communities in America. I am, I am not a PhD criminologist. And what was I thinking over the last five days? Immigrant communities, particularly ones that have a different religion than the country they come to, different race, different language, different religion, they tend to be very insular. Number two, a lot of times from the old country, bad stuff makes its way to the new country. And, you know, like, say, for example, Sunni-Shia split, which goes back to the, the debate over who was the proper, if, if my memory serves, the whole Sunni-Shia thing is a split. It's a doctrinal split in Islam over who is the rightful heir of Muhammad. Um, so that goes back to, like, you know, the 800s or something. Um, what are the, 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 most people are killed by people they know, not uh, nefarious people from outside their communities or people they've never met. I was, I was thinking about all those things over the weekend and just thinking the official story doesn't add up. Why was there not one person in the media the last five or six days who could have thought any of those thoughts and asked an interesting question or gone to an expert? You had your stupid, what's that guy, the lawyer, you know, he was, he was backing the narrative. Couldn't they have gone to someone? He was fueling it. You know, this You're is, talking it, about Ahmad Assad? Uh, no, no, no. Day is his name. The, the legal expert on KOAT or KOAB. He, yeah. he went right along with well, the he whole- He knows who the, writes the check to him. Right. The, the, whole, the whole hate crime narrative, he went along with that. In, in law, my, my lawyers, you're all out there. Don't you call it the alternative theory of the case? No one thought, hey, you know what? Uh, maybe there's a second or third or fourth explanation as to what's going on. They went all in 24-7, jumped in, eyes closed, and jumped into this big vat of acid, and they've all been burned, and they should all pay a terrible price. Unsubscribe legally, from, the, from legally. the Albuquerque, potentially legal, yeah. Unsubscribe from the Albuquerque Journal. Do not watch KOB and KRQE and KOAT. Um, they're not bringing you the facts, folks. Uh, I, I will say that the Kiva, there's a lot of people out there like the Kiva, we're not the only one, but the traditional sources, the people you have trusted your whole life, okay? And maybe in the past, they did some good journalism dead. They are dead. They should be dead to you. These people pushed a narrative. And I said it before, what if this guy hadn't been apprehended for another week or month and they're still in law enforcement doing what they're 
the people at the top of the food chain tell them to, tell them to do, pursue the white supremacist stuff. There might have been leads not followed up on, uh, tips not followed up on, because the, the people who write them their checks had a fixed view of what was actually going on that had no connection to objective reality. Eddie, my stomach is turning, turning. Well, they uh, also showed their hand. They showed who they are. They sh showed uh, what they believe. And moreover, they showed their motivation. Yep. They have uh, relinquished their role as journalists, I think, at this point. And we're not claiming to be journalists, just no, so you no, know. I never have. It's not something that we ever state that we are, okay? But this is clearly not journalism. Clearly not. If you're running out with the most, and look how it divides a community. You have Tim Keller doing his very best to say, oh, one Albuquerque, we all came together as one community, uh, a village. I'm like, what are you talking about? You literally divided everybody up and was turning everybody against each other because you wanted to fulfill your agenda about what you thought your narrative should be about. And you didn't get to do that because the facts were different. And the facts didn't care about your feelings that you had about, you know, who you want for governor, who you want representative. And that's what this is all about. I hate to say it, but these Democrats are so base. That's all they care about. Mm -hmm. They're decrepit, disgusting communists, propagandists, and they will continue to do this to you all the way through. So we're going to bring back uh, Murder Mike. Uh, I want to cover the raid on uh, Donald Trump, which we're going to do at the bottom of the hour. We're going to carry that for like an hour and a half. There's even stuff. And if that's got you fuming as much as this does, uh, there's a lot that's going on in the world, folks, that we need to address. And uh, we've got to talk about it. We'll do that when we return. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in on AM 1600 KIVA, com here in the queue. Also, read your text. Uh, lots of reaction here this afternoon. Oh, bet. We, <laughs> we kicked off everything at uh, 3.30. We'll be running until 7 o'clock tonight. Perfect. <laughs> Albuquerque's macro aggression. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk, and the MC Center K the ABQ and I have rockoftalk.com. Hour two coming at you from the ABQ. Really, I mean, borderline hour three. We've already done an hour and a half. Here's some news conference with our commentary. We have uh, Murder Mike here in the studio, D Dowd Muska uh, as well. Both uh, gentlemen feeling pretty good. Uh, the rain's out. God's angry. The lightning's coming out. Uh, I believe right after the verdict of uh, was read for. Um, <clears throat> was it Fabian Gonzalez? Yeah. How come you guys couldn't say, you know, uh, Mohammed Syed? I, I bet you we're not going to say Mohammed Syed because it's going to be somehow be outlawed uh, because you're going to be racist if you do. Uh, that is the man, 51 years of age, uh, who is now responsible being charged with the deaths of two of the four Muslims that you just heard the top of the hour national news uh, that is there. I've been in contact with my PR guy. I said, I want to go national with this because we want to tear down that narrative that's out there. So uh, we will get to Donald Trump. I just want to say something with regard to Donald Trump and the raid. This is precisely one of the reasons why I wanted him to sort of step aside from politics, because you know that the bastards will grind you down. They will stop at literally nothing. Um, and they are going, They if they can do that to a former president, in fact, the greatest president this country has ever had, and Donald Trump, then they can do it to anybody. But Donald Trump's a fighter. I think he's showing you how to fight. Uh, kudos to all the people who showed up uh, last night in front of Mar-a-Lago. I mean, you guys are great Americans. Uh, thanks to all of you who have uh, been continuing the fight with Donald Trump. I just wanted him to avoid all this, and I think that he just it just brings a lot of additional baggage. But at this point, 
you know, all bets are off. I mean, the civil war is uh, in order. We are in a de facto civil war in this country. Uh, understand that. Um, it, it's, it, it's meaningful, I think, in your own life, if you understand that, uh, to understand who the enemy is, what they're raising against you, and why uh, you are on. <clears throat> I mean, just imagine. Just think about that for a sec. The FBI just raiding, taking 15 boxes, not marking. They can plant anything they want, and they're going to. But um, for I, 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 t I told you one of the things that would happen almost immediately is that all these Republicans, nine-tenths of them only care about themselves. They just care about themselves. They're not going to stick their necks out. Where's the united front? All the senators get together up on Capitol Hill today, right, uh, to go ahead and denounce what the FBI has said. No. There was a, there was a, a release by RPNM. They did a nice little release there. Oh, first one for August, yeah, I think, right? Yeah, that was on behalf of Donald Trump, and I was like, very good. That's what he needs. I mean, as a president who did so much, who made the ultimate sacrifice, nobody has gone at, nobody has been more studied, gone against. I mean, this is the guy has, he's won one political office and that was the presidency of the United States. And he, they, they hate him so, so much. And their hate makes me love Donald Trump that much more. <laughs> You know, after what it does push me in the mega direction more and more because people I really hate hate him so much. He's got to be there's got to be something right about Donald Trump if the people I hate hate him. <laughs> I think we got to rejuvenate the MAGA thing. I think uh, we got to get that back out there and out in front. And I think you know this is what we're gonna go. He wants to run it. You know, uh, DeSantis uh, came out immediately and defended Donald Trump. Oh, by the way, DeSantis uh, making his way to Roswell with uh, a Harrell and Ronchetti. So. That's exciting. I like to see that. So, uh, you know, lots of good stuff. We're going to get back to all your texts uh, here, Shirley. Murder Mike uh, here in the studio. Murder Mike, how are you? Here, tired. Uh, <laughs> are you going to tell us how hard you worked as well? You gonna we do, just did you, 90 minutes, Michael, on how tired and hardworking certain people in the community are. We're not going to hear it from you. Yeah. My <laughs> command post is still set up and operational. Uh, <laughs> all right. I, just, I don't know if I should, you know lead in the next hour with uh, the next 15 minutes of how hard Martyr Mike worked. <laughs> well, you're tireless. He really was tireless and his commitment to access was amazing. And we asked them if they wanted to go home and Murder Mike just didn't want no, to go home no. because he didn't have a home. He lives in his radio shop. <laughs> we, we asked Murder Mike if he wanted to relax and he said, give me another scanner. <laughs> exactly. Put on another scanner and bring it on. Just as long as lightning doesn't hit my tower, I'm okay. Uh, Eddie, the offender is a Muslim. Yes, Mohammed Syed, uh, 51 years of age. Uh, looks like to be defending. The I I am the man who will fight <laughs> for your honor. I'll be the hero. Remember that guy with the uh, ultimate simp song of all time? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's pretty bad. You don't remember that? Karate Kid, where he was uh, two. Two, yeah, two. Think, yeah. Sato! Sato! <laughs> Hey, what's the news you were going to tell me? I was going to tell you that the guy who's the defender was, I knew that yesterday, by the way. I knew this since yesterday, that it was in fact. Oh. No. That's what I was trying to tell you. Did I not tell you all this stuff? We're going to go through all the yep, details. That's right. Exactly. Uh, Everybody I mean, kept trying to turn it into something it wasn't. And I, and I tried to tell, I was trying to communicate this to you. It's like, that's right. Let were. all this stuff go. You know, they, they're, they're, they're bound and determined to, they really thought they had Eddie Aragon on the ropes on this one. <laughs> This Eddie Aragon was going to prison for the uh, uh, deaths of four Muslims, right? Him and his community. Yeah. Well, this I, is, I this is going to be the end of Kiva. About um, uh, who knows, forgotten more about crime than I will ever know. Um, I, as I said, I've watched thousands of hours of cops, and I've read a couple of criminal justice books. 
they have studied, the criminologists have studied how detectives can get fixated on a theory of a case and right. pursue that even to the point when there's evidence suggesting other things and waste resources because they become, you know, emotionally connected. We all have an ego. We don't want to be wrong. And mm -hmm. uh, the first 48, I think there was some, something on that once on the first 48, uh, which is that great show on A&E where, the, you know, statistically you've got to find the perp within the first 48 or, or your right. chances of making an arrest in a conviction. It's always Memphis off. and it's always Tulsa. It's, it's They go to some uh, troubled communities, <laughs> underserved communities. But, <laughs> you know, we're human beings. And, and there's also the, they've done the psychology of the, they've studied people who are politically active and ideologically active. When you show them they're wrong about an assumption they defend their position even more. It's just we're human beings. So when a, when a theory of the case is established right on in upper, people at the upper echelon are saying, this is what happened. You might go down the wrong path and along the way, perform a, a poor use of your public, uh, supply poor services to the public who pay your paycheck because you are ignoring evidence that doesn't fit the preconceived narrative. I mean, we're human cops are as victims of that. Like any of us are yeah. cops. Medical. Uh, it seems like a, the administration is the one that sometimes dictates how the investigation is going to go. Yep. Despite overwhelming evidence to the contrary. You know, I do have one question. Real quick. It's, it's been I, mean, I don't want to jump in because you go tangential with them. Um, Burner mic. So hold on okay. one sec. Okay. I know you've been working hard and, you know, tirelessly and all the other stuff. Sorry. Mayor Keller and APS superintendent both email blasted about hate and intolerance today. Watch those two losers drop the story like a hot tamale. Blue and on clowns. Oh, it's already in the memory hole. It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Rallying Antifa and chaos is their only aim. Um, this one. Abiri Mosque president tells Avi Sasani that the authorities told them suspect in the killing of the four Muslim men is Sunni and targeted the victims because he was angry over his daughter marrying a Shiite. That's out of the New York Times. I had heard that. Well, it just came out now. There you go. <clears throat> See, Tessa, Tessa, Tessa texted. Tessa. See, Abergi police are charging Mohammed Sayed 51 with two of the four Muslim murders in the metro. Police say they use bullet casings to connect them to the killings of Aftab Hussein and Muhammad Afzal Hussein 81. Not a white man. Muhammad, not a white man. Not. No. This will be a question in the debates on governor. Okay, so let's Damn well should be. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this. Gaslighting. How should How should she be held accountable for what has happened as a part of this in the media? I mean, this has become a national media frenzy. The president they tweeted are, about this. Like, like you, this doesn't happen without her pointing the finger. Like, her deciding to do this, to reap hate, yep. I mean, to sow hate, to sow division, to sow disunity for political aims. I mean, to what, what lengths will this woman not go to? She's chastised us at every turn for shopping, for leaving, for not getting vaxxed, for not masking. You know, we see mm -hmm. you here. We see you there. Like, if you aren't on board with this and, like, the strong arm, I'm not afraid of her. But, my gosh, as far as I am concerned, something should be done, Dad. Is there anything that can be done uh, for a, a – and this isn't the first time that she's done this. They have – manufactured this type of news to sort of push forward uh, with their agenda. 
I mean, legally, yeah, <laughs> they're the people in charge. That's the problem. They write the rules and they enforce the laws. Uh, you know, I mean, but Biden, I mean, you know, Biden administration is such a train wreck. I don't think anybody nationally is going to care about a, a tweet he issued uh, that was stupid. Um, but but as I think you raised a point, an excellent point, Eddie. Why was this even on the radar? Not, not to insult my beloved New Mexico, but it's not exactly... LA or New York, okay, why why did people in the White House even know that this was going on in, in a state with only 2 million people in a in a metro area of only, you know, 500,000 for the city? Um, it, but it, 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 it fit the narrative and so it went right to the top of the list of the presidential daily briefing, you know, hate crime, uh, white supremacist hate crime at, underway in, uh, in, 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 in American, southwestern American city. Um, Eddie, I don't, you know, from a, Ron Ketty's playing it, playing it pretty straight. I don't know that his consultants would say we want to touch this thing because what do you, what does it get for them? Uh, how does a soccer mom, how does this appeal to a soccer mom? Uh, cap, capitalizing on someone's pain. I think a soccer mom might be able to relate to that. The governor used these, these victims' families to advance an agenda. Maybe that resonates with soccer moms. You Oof. can sue somebody for a defamatory tweet. If you have a valid defamation claim that is not subject to one of countless defamation defenses or barred by procedural requirements. Right. But no specific claim was made. I mean, this gets to the whole Alex Jones thing where, you know, <clears throat> Times v. Sullivan, are you a public figure? Are you not a public figure? Did you know it was a lie when you said it? Was the person's reputation harmed? I mean, it's there are all these, you know, legal precedents about this kind of stuff. They never said. But even after they came out, so they doubled down on it today. Oh, yeah. So double downing after you already knew the information coming out, it's, in my opinion, not that that's worth anything. I believe that that's defamation. It's defamation of a, you know, stating that the entire community, like taxpayers of New Mexico uh, against Michelle Lujan Grisham, based upon the fact that anybody who's not part of the Muslim community should receive some sure. sort of, as it was almost being inferred or supportive or condoning the killings of poor Muslims. I mean, you you see that. I can hear my all my my lawyer friends saying the issue is standing. The issue is standing. Who okay. has standing to bring that? Unless you can demonstrate standing, uh, I the think, judge will throw I, that out. I think know? as a, a radio station, we certainly would be able to have standing. I think as a white guy, I have perfect standing. Well, I've been slammed. <laughs> <It's> funny. <laughs> Class action suit. Irish, Slovak, and and, and uh, Scandinavian. I mean, yes, uh, you can be sued over a tweet. Uh, One hundred forty characters are enough to get a person in legal trouble. Here's some tips to keep you from tweeting your way into a courtroom, courtesy of communications expert Dana Quackenbush. Quite the last name there. Ooh, huh? I like it. It's Quackenbush. <laughs> Murder Mike, it took him like a half a second. No, a little slow today. That was yeah. really good. It was. Yeah, like your your reaction was perfect. <laughs> Do you like a girlfriend named Dana Quackenbush? I um, sorry, we went there. <laughs> moving right along. Uh, moving right along. <laughs> Social media is a great platform for testing out jokes, posting pictures of your cats, or airing your snarky opinions about your landlord or your cable company or your next-door neighbor. But what happens when one of your snarky tweets rubs someone the wrong way so much that they want to sue you? This was the topic of can I tweet this, social media, and the law. She does this at Texas State University. Key to keeping yourself out of court, Quackenbush said, is that while the First Amendment protects freedom of speech, it doesn't give you license to say whatever you want. What's definitely not protected is defamation, which consists of libel, written, broadcast, or otherwise published works that do damage to a person or their reputation. Uh, could we also say a person and or community? That would be, I think, your standing part right there. Mm -hmm. And slander, the same thing, but spoken aloud. 
A tweet might not seem the same thing as a newspaper opinion column, but Quackenbush says that when you're considering whether the tweet you compose could be inflammatory, you should consider the test of libel that appears elsewhere. Defamation. Does the tweet hurt someone? Does it hurt a group? Is the group getting damaged? Publication. Was your tweet seen and heard by others? Identification. Was the, purpose actually, was the person actually singled out? Damages. Did your tweet cause an out-of-pocket loss? Also consider whether or not your tweet meets the defenses for libel. Truth, privilege, accurate reports of public proceedings. There we go. And fair comment and criticism of an opinion. So the danger for them, the elected politicians here, is that they decided to keep their narrative after the facts were shown out. So I think Exhibit A uh, becomes the Albuquerque Police Department's, um, uh, you know, their, their, their press conference this afternoon. I think that becomes Exhibit A because instead of stating that this is somebody that came from the Muslim community, not one of those persons did that. Mm-hmm. The only person who did it was the law figure. So this is in essence lying to an entire community about what the origins of the person after they gaslit an entire community about hate. Uh, they talked about equity, inclusion, and all this other stuff. So I think the standing is, is who would this have hurt? The community at large. So this would have to be first apolitical, and then B, if there's any sort of you know payment to be made or, or anything, it would just be uh, hopes to get a retraction. Will we get that retraction? There is no well, way. I'll, I'll go in help. another sure. crazy direction and say, arguably, because there have been these constant reports the last few days about how you know, the Muslim community is being targeted, the Muslim. Well, apparently this was a uh, direct connection. He wasn't just targeting random Muslims. It had to do with his, you know, familial relationships. To terrorize every Muslim in New Mexico by saying you've got a target on your back, maybe the best case would be Muslim people in this state saying I suffered emotional distress because they were lying about something that didn't exist, about a threat that didn't exist to me because I had no connection to this guy. Somebody from the Muslim community, that's the perfect person. I'm just thinking out loud. No, I think that works. Yeah. Um, Tim, shut your pie hole. Are, you, are those cops racist? They use thousands of hours just to catch one Muslim. Ooh, wow. Another way to flip it on its head. You see, yep, yep, huh? Yep, yep. Paying attention to one too much, uh, one particular group. The tubby tyrant and her gang of uh, social justice warriors solve another hate crime. <laughs> oh, wait. Muhammad did it. Never mind. Oh, to a t- text of the day. <laughs> Sorry about that. Kudos, sir or ma'am. <laughs> um, Eddie, the news conference was the hearing, uh, like a hearing and acceptance speech for a Grammy. I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, Hollywood agree. kissing each other's posteriors. Yeah. That was pretty. The BS Hollywood. has given me gagitis. Wow, I don't know what gagitis is, but it doesn't sound good. How many uh, crimes committed do, during this press event? Well, we just talked about one already. The crime of not accurately representing, like you have to ask yourself at at some at a certain point. I mean, if your politicians, Tim Keller, Michelle Lujan Grisham, uh, Raul Torres, are willing to be this dishonest in public after they know the details and keep their narrative, are they really serving the public? Oh, sure. That's an easy question. Uh, the the to ask. public corruption unit at the Department of Justice. I mean. <laughs> What does the Department of Justice today have to do with justice? But ideally, the U.S. Department of Justice, uh, the public corruption unit, which which prosecutes people. I love to look at their press releases because they're always, you know, prosecuting some city councilor in New Jersey for taking a bribe. I mean, there's quite a lot. I think they rack up a couple like a couple hundred convictions a year. I believe the federal statute is if you're a state or local official and you are depriving the public of quote unquote your honest services, Ooh, they can they two. can go That's after two. you. That's, That's a, that, that might be another avenue. Another I, again, one. I'm not a lawyer. I'm just throwing it out there. <laughs> <clears throat> they they created this. They created we're damaged, we're a damaged public. Yep. 
the public at large, this man is at large. He's taking out people. Did they not? How many times did they stress this in the community? Oh, and of course they use public resources. They use the, they use the public airwaves. They use websites uh, that are controlled by the city and the state. Uh, Lonely girl has issued, I think two or three statements on this, the federal website that she has. So <clears throat> wire act, wire act violation. <laughs> my, my prosecutor friends would, would know about that. If only Keller and MLG use their united effort to enforce the laws of criminals and drugs weren't taking over Albuquerque and New Mexico like they are. Keller is living in a fantasy land about his crime-ridden city. Sadly, law-abiding citizens have to try to survive the Democrat policies that propel these skyrocketing violent crimes that put each and every one of us in harm's way. There was no discussion about other than these people are working tirelessly. They didn't want to go home. They're working 24-7. And, um, um... You know, my question is Medina. One, Medina was going to say that he's going to continue to staff the <laughs> the Muslim, the Islamic centers uh, with with police officers. I mean, where does that leave everybody else? I mean, honestly, Albuquerque made national news by falsely magnifying this as a racist hate crime. It sounds like Keller and our governor were manipulating this to seek political attention. That's exactly it. Good yep. job. Listening to you on sixteen hundred. Sweet, sweet. Good analogy, Eddie. Ask kissing contest. Let's avoid who the shooter was. Does not fit the narrative. There you go. Um, FBI is a joke along with all those on stage. I would agree with that today. Uh, oh, those are all murder mics. Let's see. <clears throat> Eddie, that word is similar to leak or to Kelly. I guess that's when you uh, are feigning something else. That's a uh, lying. So. Maroon, sleep does not come to our DA nor myself. It's tragic. Our dear governess repeated every single word added feminine. Just the facts, ma'am. Train group think local in our local uh, newsies. Well, uh, I got to get to that article from the Albuquerque Journal. Uh, Eddie, you know, deep down, these politicians are really disappointed. The fact it's Muslim shooter and not a MAGA white will end the story. Yep. Disappoint no Disappointment's the right word. They are yeah. disappointed today. No self-respecting conservative would ever drive a Jetta. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> I come from a Jetta, a land of Jettas, ladies and gentlemen, and no right-wingers drive those cars. The local media <clears throat> and certain politicians almost gleefully wanted this killer to be red hat wearing right-winger, and it was not. Yep. The killer is a Muslim. Uh, by the way, Eddie, six years later, the Las Cruces church bombings remain unsolved. Good point. Wow. And what about the uh, massage parlor murders? Well, we'll get to that. Okay. I was going to raise that a little bit later. There's three of them, right? Uh, all together, I think <laughs> you there's did maybe one. five. Five. So while MLG and the FBI work on solving these hate crimes, by the way, tell me when the, uh, I'm interrupted by the weather alerts from the other radio station that wants me to run it right through it's my comments. Inevitable. Yeah, it'll, it, it happens every time. <clears throat> so while MLG and the FBI work on solving these hate crimes, honor killings. But, but Eddie, the driver of the VW Jetta wearing a red hat, he, when he shot, was he shot, when he shot anybody? Got to tie this into white supremacy and the Trump one way or the other. Now, can the Christians and the Catholics that have been brutally murdered by Mayor Tim Keller's uh, Burke get the same attention in solving their murders? That's true. Lots of Catholics being murdered. Lots Excellent of point. Christians mm -hmm. uh, being murdered. We're going to get special uh, patrols now. I think that's going to happen. Everybody. Timmy and MLG look absolutely deflated standing there at this back-slapping press conference. <laughs> they are. They're deflated. You're right. That's a better word than disappointed. Yes. <laughs> they're sad that this was not the works of a red hat wearing right winger. If only. Eddie, only. I would pat any one of these people on their back, but their own hands are in the way. Man, there's so much glad handing going Can you on. imagine if it was, a, if it was uh, you know, proud boy type 
they would be on MSNBC tonight, Keller and MLG and CNN. I mean, they would be doing their live hookups right now. Oh, it did be beaming. They'd be beaming. They're, they're preening virtue signaling. And they were denied, ladies and gentlemen, denied that opportunity. You know what's amazing is how disconnected they are from law enforcement or how involved they are in their own hubris. Yes, yes. I think, um, could you imagine not even for a second considering another narrative and absolutely believing that this is, was going to become, that was going to become their conclusion? That to me, I think, is the most thing that I marvel at the most. And you were unwilling and you were rushing to judgment and it absolutely had to be. And who started all this? Who got everybody all amped up on this juice? I would love to know who originally, four Muslims. Are you kidding? This is hate crimes. And then just got everybody else worked up about this. And they're all like ready. They got their hate crime muscles all worked up because they're already built up like, you know, he-man. Like, oh yeah, we got to do that. We got our speeches. We got everything. We're all ready for this. This is is how we're going to win the election. That's what the news crew said from ABC. The first thing they said was it's hate crimes because four Muslims were killed. Well, they're, they're not, they don't have those jobs because they're intelligent. No. <laughs> Generally, they're just hot. Good looking, right? John Cardinal, Tessa Mintis, <laughs> Shelley Rivando, right? Like, they're all the same people. Do they honestly care? Like, let's, let's get real here for a second. Do any one of these people honestly care about the words that are coming out of their mouth? Let's think about that for a second. Scripted. Well, yeah, I mean, obvious. But, that, oh. that doesn't add anything to what I'm saying. Oh. What I'm saying is if they actually cared about what was coming out of their mouth, they'd think about how foolish it sounds of the information that's coming out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine mm-hmm. getting to the end of your life and realizing that all you do was, you know, about falsehoods and possibly got people killed, yeah. created a, a, a Veltashan, a, a worldview that was completely and totally false because you were working for that almighty check and all you cared about was about your career and moving up. I mean, these people obviously- I'll do you one better, Eddie. Sure. What if you did all of what you just said and aren't even aware of it? You're so out to lunch that you've been serving that role and there's no self-awareness at all. You, you've You've actually thought you were a journalist your whole career. And I think a lot of people will retire thinking they actually engaged in journalism when we know they didn't. Ignorance is bliss. Oh, it is. There it is. And I'd love that, to be uh, ignorant. The ignorant. <laughs> how how can I get ignorant? How, how, do I, how do I lose all my, my ability to think? <laughs> Timmy and MLG look deflated sitting there at this backslapping press conference. They're sad this was not the works of a red hat right winger. Eddie, I would pat any one of these people on their back, but their own hands are in the way. Eddie, will the media, the politician, address the sectarian hate between Sunni and Shia that now resides in Albuquerque? They don't even know what that is. They have, no idea. They have zero idea. There's, what are you talking about? Sunni and Shia, what is that? Like, they, they weigh are different color burqas? Uh, not once will any of the local media, Albuquerque Urinal or Joe Monahan, mention sectarian violence. Nope. Yeah. I mean, literally, this is a disastrous day for them. And they'll amplify it like... It's still a possible hate crime. I will say the uh, hearkening back to the eight, 1980s, Murder Mike, of course, remembers it, this, the, the great political humorist Mark Russell, whose specials used to be on, on PBS. He, uh, he described uh, Shia Islam one time as uh, uh, the Iranian Shia uh, Islamists as people who only carry a grudge for eight generations. <laughs> <laughs> Doubt is correct. The Shia versus Sunni conflict is about... Who is the rightful successor, successor to the Prophet Muhammad? Indeed. And the Dow 3000 is down today. There's no internet. So that was off the top of my head, ladies and gentlemen. Democrat media organizes <laughs> Democrat campaign photo op. They hope the killer was white Trump supporter. It sounds sad since they all were blaming a hate crime. They still went with it. 
Then they were blaming Ron Ketty for not being there, proving they are thinking of the political angle. Oh, yes. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they yeah. went after Ron Ketty. Ron Ketty didn't even, he's like, what? Oh, I'm busy campaigning, like trying to make the state better. And you guys are here, you know, trying to blame a bunch of white people for something they didn't do. Just praying that one of one of the people who early voted for me in November uh, was the perp, you know, some white MAGA guy. Yeah. Well, it didn't work out, folks. Sorry. Ahmad, I know we don't have early voting. Ahmad Assad, a Hamas terrorist supporter. His sister, Samia, is too. Oh. Keep America safe from the Muslim community. Folks, I just read the texts as they come in. Well, that's an angle guess. to look at. Yeah. Sure. I mean, uh, the Democrat media in New Mexico, Democrats created a national hysteria, which was reported in every national media outlet based on a hate crime. The shooter, a Muslim, now what? They don't care since the goal was to create hysteria. To them, it was successful. They did, they, they, that, I think that's yeah. point is well taken. Remember on Gilda on Saturday Night Live? Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Another hate crime, but debunked. Fakehatecrimes.org. Uh, we've got another one that just jumps in there. That's cool. So this is, we get it. We get another one. It's a comp comprehensive site of all the hate crime. For months, the Canadian media has been full of stories about finding the bodies of indigenous child people. Well, that was debunked. Quillette.org. Allegations are true. The Bivens is a right-wing hate monger posing as a leftist or vice versa. I mean, there it is. It's uh, The website is fakehatecrimes.org. Dowd was, wanted it to go the other way. What? Stop. Did you hear USA Radio News coverage? Yes, I did. This guy just likes to poke at me. He's when Dowd first asked about the Muslim deaths in Albuquerque in the blog, this was my response. To assume makes the asset of you and me. There may be a myriad of reasons. I never heard that before. How did he come up with that? That was amazing. Uh, there may be a myriad of reasons why these murders may have happened, and we need to keep in mind that normally murders have a reason. Typically, racism has little to do with it. Indeed. By the way, I'm happy that the blog comments have been purged, Eddie. The way things are going with the FBI, it would be at my front door to question me about my freedom of speech on the blog. No. Okay, just stop. Stop the hysteria. The FBI now has been outed. Donald Trump did not respond. He let them come to him. Donald Trump will live to fight many, many other days. Mark my words. And I think what's even more is they're not going to be pulling this crap on you and Joe Schmo anymore because they realize like how bad it looks on them. It does not look good. People are, are going to be shooting IRS agents at their door. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> Mark my words. Am I lying? Um, Tell me if I'm lying. I, I can see a scenario where that starts to happen. They're going to be shooting IRS agents or lower at degree violence. And yeah, the IRS yeah. agents are arming up like, well, we're here to, you know, you haven't, you know, paid X, Y, and Z. We're here to collect and uh, you need this and please come with us. And the guy will be like, uh, no way. And then he'll wait for him to cross their door. It's like, why'd you cross my door? And be like, well, because we're here to collect our stuff and they'll shoot him. That's what's going to happen. I wouldn't want to be an IRS agent right now. That, that would suck. Uh, by the way, I'm happy that the blog comments have been purged. The way, the way things are going, the FBI would be at my front door to question me about my freedom of speech. you got to stop. It's your First Amendment. Use it as long as you can. Mayor won't let the first 48 come to Albuquerque. That might be true, Dowd. That, those would be some interesting episodes. Yeah. Uh, don't worry. They'll uh, slap a Trump bumper sticker on the back of that Jetta when the cars have found it. <laughs> very good, very good, very good. Mohammed Sayed yelled, this is MAGA country before gunning down each victim. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. Like Juicy Samoa. Yes. yes. <laughs> Did he do it in a polar vortex in minus 40 degree <laughs> weather? Right. Right. Picking up a Subway sandwich. A couple of Nigerian Trump supporters <laughs> in downtown Chicago. Yes. This is MAGA country. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
in his Volkswagen Jetta, no less. Huh? Oh my gosh. They want all the serial murderers and mass shootings to be white supremacists. Will we ever know if it was drug related or family related? Okay, so I think that's kind of what I'm most interested in. The Pakistani culture, because I did, yeah. I posted a uh, article in our notes, Dowd, about, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know if you saw it, Vice uh, was uh, basically profiling a pack. They do not see it as a bad thing if it brings money into the community, even if they don't use it. The Pakistani, at least in this particular study that they had in Vice magazine, okay. is they did not see it as something that was bad. They weren't doing anything bad. I think I heard Ahmad Assad said something like, um, one death kills all of humanity. Like, Wow. Well, it looks like um, Tim Keller has killed uh, humanity ni- what ninety times over. <laughs> I think he said that at the at the at the very end. Let's, uh, hey, let's... do we have a statement from Hakeem Bellamy yet? Because no. he has not weighed in. Wait, wait. Who's Hakeem Bellamy? Is that the poet laureate? <laughs> I don't think he's the poet laureate anymore. He used oh, to no. be. Yes, yes. Yeah. And I think he did the video Weeby Albuquerque. Weeby it was the Ebonics. Yeah, yeah. like the Weeby. Yeah. So you have yeah. meth heads at the convention center. I think I and ordered one Ebonics of those Weebies. Yeah. But it's like a yo-yo. If you play with it, my kids oh, yeah. love it. We call it the Weebies. Yeah. The the Jeebies. You know, you ever get those? You ever get those? Jeebies, maybe. But <laughs> well. Could catch there, Murder Mike. Let's let's take a listen to uh, more of the uh, conference uh, here on Sunday. I think it's important for us to, to to feature, you know, the people who all came together at Loma Linda. For some reason, they were not welcomed um, at all at the Islamic Center, despite having a a very friendly uh, person. Almost like maybe they knew something at the Islamic Center. Hmm. Hmm, maybe maybe they felt their own lives were in danger. That could have been Welcoming. it. Uh, of diverse culture. This is a modest no the, doubt. The historic perspective in this state. Having a hard time uh, getting American it out. Communities, the rural communities have free right. and loving and welcoming people. Everything's welcoming. Our state back. The message of hope is always here. Try this one more time. Here we go. Um, uh, they've been working tirelessly, and I attest to that. Oh, as... there we go. That was two days ago. They were still work- they were working tirelessly. The president even wait today. Ago. Wait, can you imagine? Of all those. That's... All right. Apparently, cat uh, has got his tongue multiple uh, as times. As a member, as a resident, as a as a as a, as a... citizen, yeah, I l- listen to that stuff. So, what, I think we should listen to that in its entirety. And uh, given the the post comments, let's see where they're at, so you know exactly. What we are talking about, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to start with uh, Tim Keller. We're going to do the uh, comments, um, but not before. And let me get all this stuff buffered out. Uh, Murder Mike is here in studio. Murder Mike, welcome to the Kiva. How are you? I am well. Well, Eddie, thank you very much for asking. Well, I know that uh, you've been working tirelessly, and I'm, I can personally attest to that, um, you know, in our community and uh, uh, celebrating diversity. Just wanted to tell thank you. you. Yeah. I went to all the scenes and yeah. up close and personal. Were they diverse? Uh, I guess you could say that. I mean, you know. All right. So I called you. Let's let's go through it top to bottom. How did this? How did this go? Well, uh, when you first called me, I was uh, kind of confused as to exactly what was going on because I had uh, actually been there at the scene of the the fourth Muslim homicide, and then when you called and I went to the others, I started putting you know, connecting all the dots and finding out, you know, who was where and what, because I was somewhat confused because at the same time, 
I was following these homicides. There was also like, I think maybe between four and six other homicides that occurred in the same time period that, that I was also following. So, uh, All right. So I asked you some questions. Murder Mike, what were you doing? Listen to the scanners. Murder Mike, did you hear the shots? Negative. How close were you from the shot? Uh, uh, how close were you to the place where he was, where the fourth um, Muslim was shot? I would say probably within maybe 20 or 30 yards. I'm, I'm a bad judge of distance, but it happened right behind my, my shop. So did, that, did anybody else hear the shot? Negative. I even talked to somebody that lived a block away as a witness. And he also stated the fact that they heard no shots at the time this happened. So then you and I had a conversation about what happened at 404 Cornell and basically same exact scenario. Exactly. I went to that scene and also talked to some of the people that were there at the time. And they also stated the fact they heard no, no shots. shots. Okay. And then you knew somebody there. Yes, I did. And I believe you also talked to somebody from the Muslim community. And what did they say? Uh, they heard no shots and uh, they were being circled by national media. You know, I mean, they were, it was like vultures. They were trying to get into the apartment to get interviews. I really, I, I had a, I was sympathetic toward them. That's why I backed off. I did want to, you know, get in the mix and stir it up even more. Okay. They, they were uh, but, but basically, what did you learn from her? Um, the fact that it had happened. She had gone out for a cigarette. She had come back in. And then about maybe 30 to 45 minutes later, uh, she heard sirens and stuff approaching. She heard them shut down. She went outside saw the police cars, and then at that time she realized that the shooting had occurred. And, and she, so she, that the, the deceased there was Muhammad Hussein, who was the one who worked for Melanie Stansman. That's correct. Okay. So the one who died on Friday, um, we have since learned that he had started a trucking company or a transport company. That's correct. The cafe, and then right next to it, he had an import-export No, business. no, no, no. I'm not talking about the one oh. last year, November. Oh, okay, so I'm sorry, talking yeah. about the most recent one. So, okay. And then... Uh, the other one that was on July 26th was Rhode Island. You went to that property. Tell us about that area, that property, and what you know about it. That was probably, I would say, uh, one of the worst areas of Albuquerque that I've been in. I it know is the like war in zone. the center of war zone. Exactly. It is, it is war zone. It is ground zero for the war zone. Um, a lot of drug trafficking going on, prostitution. I mean, when I drove down the street during the day, I saw people shooting up. I saw people crashed out in the bushes. I saw drug transactions going on right in front of me. And I was in a marked vehicle. And there was no concern whatsoever. They just conducted their businesses if I wasn't there. So by that time, we had learned that all the victims were Pakistani. All of them were Muslim. They all went to the same mosque. Uh, they were all relatively within 15 years of each other, which is pretty young. That's um, and then uh, I think we also learned that they were shot with the same caliber in the same place in the head. That is also correct. Okay. We got all that. And the, now you went to the halal market with a 62-year-old shop owner who has 12 different properties throughout the rest of the country. You went to that location that was there. What did you find? Um, there was a small, I mean a small, small little store, bodega, and then next to it was an import-export business, also with the same name, uh, in the 1400 block of San Mateo Northeast. Two very nice new cars in front. Uh, I went around the back. There was no vehicles, nothing to indicate anything was going on other than, you know, just, but uh, I was kind of curious. They were open, you know, with the day after 
Well, of course, I mean, the whole community has been impacted. That isn't too far from where you're at, correct? Uh, about five or six blocks. Yes. Okay. Very cool. All right. So finally, um, looking at all those, I think we pretty much correlated. Oh, they all had the same last name, even though they weren't related, because we did learn that they had no commonalities in terms of the relationships um, of the Husseins. And one was spelled with a different A-I-N and then E-I-N at the very end. So to, just a little FYI for uh, each of you out there who are thinking that these people are all related. They were related through the mosque, but that's about it. Um, the car of Naeem was a nice car, right? And he was the one at the refugee center at the Lutherans, which is directly behind your place. Any idea if you wanted to speculate why? I mean, he looked very happy. He had plenty of money, from what I can understand, lived in the Northeast Heights. Any particular reason he would have been there if you want to speculate? Uh, from what I understand, he was there uh, for services regarding refugees. Okay. What What place. do you think, as part of a transport company, that might be of interest to him? Good question. And what was he doing there at, you know, quarter till 12 uh, is another interesting question. He was driving a, I think, brand new Honda uh, SUV, higher-end Honda SUV. Witnessed that. Right. Parked in the parking space for the... Your thoughts on that uh, thus far, Dowd? Sometimes it's just nice to just let things drift out there in the ether. All right. I'm good with that. Perfect. Okay. So I don't believe in gilding the lily. <laughs> but from that, we were basically able to surmise there's something else here. And this is definitely done from within the community. Let's just say lots of avenues of investigation. Yeah, there's there didn't seem to be anything that was pointing to somebody on the outside looking in. Uh, because two of these three people were killed immediately in front of their own properties. That's correct. They would have to have known them. Very true. There's no other way. If you're killing somebody in front of their property, nine times out of ten, you're going to know that person. Especially if you're able to get so close to him to put a headshot in without him being alarmed. I mean, if some stranger walked up to me and I'm in my car, I would either go for my gun or run or do something. So, I mean, you know, the fact that, uh, how, how did they sneak up on these people without them knowing them? And of course, my other question, I've, I've been, keep asking myself this, is the first homicide occurred on April, what was it, April 7th of last year? November 7th. November 7th, okay. Uh, why did this, if this had been a serial killer, hate crime. Why did he wait 10 months and then come out and then kill three more in succession? This right here leads to the political motivation of the politicians to create a story and add a number. If they could say four, there's no actual continuity between the three this year and the one last year that we can find. I can see no connection. uh, Other than the transport and the proximity from where he was killed to the place where the bodega was, which is six blocks. But beyond that, I mean... I well, mean, it makes our hysteria stronger if we can throw in one more, no, no matter how remotely connected it may or may perfectly, not be. Perfectly stated. Yeah. Okay. So, um, anything else I think that we need to explore on that? You visited, took shots uh, of each of the sites um, in a very, um, you know, fast yeah. fashion. We were able to determine and whittle everything down, right? I think so, yeah. We... Okay. We came to the conclusion, in fact, that it may not have been a hate crime. There may have been something else involved that the public wasn't aware of, that the media wasn't alluding to. You were the only person that I can think of right now that I have talked to that that did not think a hate crime was the first avenue 
of yeah, the entire pursuit. market was gaslit. Oh yeah, I right. mean, there's nobody could. If you didn't think that, it's you must be crazy. Right. Yeah. Why, why would you think anything different when your public officials, and of course we elect them, and they're responsible and they're professionals, and our professional journalists are transmitting all they're on the same page. Right. Why, why would you think any different? They couldn't be wrong. No. I think part of the problem is is uh, we find people to comment on stories that have some sort of political gain uh, to get from it, regardless. So mm -hmm. they figure out a way to sort of uh, turn that news into you know whatever it is that they can use, and that's exactly what happened. Michelle Lujan Grisham, Tim Keller, et cetera, et cetera. So this is what it sounded like on Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen, or Sunday afternoon at Loma Linda. Um, did it? Did you find it all curious that they decided to do their press conference at Loma Linda instead of the Islamic Center? Um, I I was I questioned it. I was wondering about it, but you know, I mean, maybe they didn't want him at the Islamic Center. Maybe that's know. exactly what it was. Yeah, yeah, just uh, let you know. And, yeah, there we go. Let's uh, take a listen. Tim Keller uh, here Content. doing the press conference. And uh, firstly, I just want to thank, uh, I know. Well, there we go. Representatives. Uh, lots and lots Senator of thanks, Ibis. by the way, folks. Senator Lujan. I have to hit this again. Boy, it's way too much buffer. Johnson is here. If I have this uh, any better here. How Tim was also up till two in the morning with everybody else. Oh, he's tirelessly uh, <laughs> yeah. the candle. I, like that. I never saw him at one crime scene. You know, all the interviews. Really? He was never, never at there. any of the crime scenes. I have a great joke that I would say, but it's so low that you. <laughs> we won't pick, do you it on here. Pick me off the air right now. That's how good that joke is. And everybody knows exactly where I'm going with that one. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of other places that Tim Keller isn't seen very often. Oh, all right. All right. Uh, weekly homicide update. You have 87 here, but this is as of July the 26th. There's been homicides since then. I've got five uh, since then. So that puts us at 92. Albuquerque Ross gets some sort of astronomical number like 109. Uh, 92 is enough. That sets us uh, on pace for 151. Um, but uh, what are your final numbers? Okay. Well, um, APD is reporting 73 homicides. Uh, with two justifiable homicides. So there's 75, and then five suspicious deaths. That makes it 80. And then we've had at least, that I can count, uh, seven seven other homicides since the this was this came out. Their, their last date was a 26. Yeah, I think I just said exactly so, what you said. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, but, yeah, so I'm coming up somewhere between 87 and 92 because there's a couple in there that weren't mentioned. Uh, you want to go through those real quick? Yeah. The other thing that's really interesting about these is, uh, you know, these were all in high homicide rate neighborhoods where all these homicides happened. So if there was ever a danger to the public at large, mm -hmm. I mean, these were relatively close in proximity yep. to one another. So that's uh, something else. All right, go ahead, Murder Mike. Okay, well, beginning with July 30th, we had that house party shooting that uh, we're not exactly sure exactly where it actually took place because when APD released the uh, the address on the stancha where the house party is supposedly took place, uh, there was no such address. It was at the <laughs> Lutheran Church on Etrusco. Well, uh, that's also, I, I later found out that somebody had posted a some kind of a note or, or something in the inside the church saying where a party was to go to. And so some of the people from that 
went to this other location, which from what I understand was an Airbnb that had been rented for the sole purpose of having a party that got out of control. Trust me on this. So, so it's at the Lutheran church. Okay. On Atrisco. Just FYI. Yeah. So, so that's where it was. Well, I got Milne and Atrisco as a location. Well, that's, that, that's, 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 that's where that's, it is. So. That's exactly the church, bro. Okay. Yeah. And then on July 31st, Saturday, there was a suspicious death drop off at Presbyterian Hospital. Uh, they didn't want to allude to the cause of death on that. But if I remember correctly, I heard a police call similar to that where a person would, was dropped off at press that was involved in a shooting. So that may have been it. They just didn't want to allude to that. All right. August 1st, Monday night, 923. Yep, that's uh, that one. That was the... Uh, yeah, Cornell. The Cornell homicide. Mohammed, uh, Mohammed Hussein. Right. And Friday, August 5th, uh, of that course, is the that other was one. the other homicide. Yep. And then right after that, 20 minutes after that, yeah. dispatch came out. Another homicide Five. occurred... Right in the 3400 block of Eastern Southeast, where a man was found uh, deceased in the street. Literally, literally your old stomping ground. Like <laughs> right in front of your house. I, it was, was that I was in front of your property away. where you're at? Yeah, I lived on Did you uh, go Crest. check it out? That's the first <laughs> one I, I went and talked to some of my old bros over there. Hey, man, what'd they say? Uh, business so, as usual, shots being fired. No bodies are yeah. directly in the street. So um, yeah. That was an active call, correct? That was an active. So that, and when we say active, that means somebody was called where there was an active shooting going on. That is correct. As opposed to what happened in the case on Monday night and Friday night where someone was shot, they were laying out there for a while. Right. I believe in the case of the 404 Cornell, Mohammed Hussein, um, a week before uh, Javier Sanchez, the former mayor of Española, and uh, did I tell you this? He communicated to me. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. th- I thought I told you this. No, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he communicated to me. And uh, long story short, he said that <laughs> somebody had pulled a gun in, on him a month before. Huh. Well, Espanol. Well, I would imagine it'd be. No, don't go there. Come on. They don't even have bullets in Espanol no. at this point, bro. Seriously. All, every, if they're going to kill each other, it's just a, it's an overdose. It's OD. Like, when's the last time you've seen a murder of anybody over the age of 18? They only murder people under the age of 18. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, I mean, murder have requires you energy and planning. And, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not going to Yeah. That. I mean, so everything's like, I accidentally suffocated my five-year-old, my three-year-old. That's a classic Espanola yeah, crime. Yes, there it is. It's just a, yeah. Home of the low rider. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, Michael, uh, I have one question I've always wanted to ask. Yes. When you drop off a body at Presbyterian or another hospital, you roll up, you kick the body out, and you just keep going. Is there a, a cop stationed at the emergency department to detain the driver and say no. you're wanted for questioning? So nobody ever really – the driver is never – he just no, – he, he takes off. He's out. Caught. There's two yeah. ways to answer that. There's the answer it the way that any any other person would answer it, and then the way that Harold Medina would answer that. <laughs> That's right. We've been working on staffing right. the Presbyterian <laughs> Hospital for a very long That's time, right. and the community has come That's together. According to the Department yeah. of Justice, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. But but no no video to the get the video, license plate just that happens. Okay, but it, it takes uh, anywhere from five to maybe twenty minutes to actually start putting this all together. Okay, when a shooting victim shows up at the hospital, the first thing they do is treat the victim. They course, don't make yeah. the notifications. So sometimes when a body is when a person is uh, what to do a drive by drop off call, you know uh, they'll go back and they'll look and see if there's still a car there. Lots of times people will wait. In the case of the uh, God, I can't remember now, but uh, 
person that was dropped off at the hospital with the Wait, shooting. so you're telling me there's somebody sitting there and they were like, wait, we can't do anything. We need to see if there's a car here. Is that what you're telling me? Something to that effect, yeah. What? Well, they start treating the suspect, but at the same time they're treating him, they're looking around to see if anybody's still out there. Hmm. They make a quick <laughs> scan of the area. My and, God. You know, security. Every, they got the security. more I know, yeah. the less I know every day. <laughs> what does that even mean? Better than the medical investigator. You know, I mean, there I've waited for hours for Wait, somebody to clear They just dropped scene. off a body. Stop. Don't help him yet. We need yeah. to see if there's a vehicle. Wait, there a vehicle? Who dropped him? That's more important than the actual person that needs help. Okay. But, but I would think most drivers don't want to be involved. They're well, out of there as quick as they can. They're out of there okay. as quick as they can. Yeah, they, uh, they, they, they've dropped off for a friend, so sometimes they're, you know. Sure. Uh, but, yeah, they usually get out of there pretty fast. Did I've, you call the person who dropped them off a friend? Uh, yeah, that's also a problem. <laughs> that's right. Wow, murder Mike. He's like, they don't want him to. They, they don't want to get caught. A lot of people do not want to what? ride in an ambulance because you know then they get ID. Friends like that who needs them? So, I'll drive you to the airport, but I'm not driving at you as you bleed out to the hospital. Forget that. Yeah, just as long as you don't bleed out on my liver upholstery, right. bro. Right. Just had it clean, oh, bro. Just had it clean. <laughs> it looks clean, bro. Clean. All right, so here we go. So that's five as of Friday. Then you had uh, one 20 minutes later. Right, um, that was the one on Easter. Yeah, so that's five. Then we had one Sunday. Uh, actually, Sunday. we had one Saturday. Saturday. Oh, we had one Saturday and Sunday? Yeah, Saturday, August 6th, in a 200 block from Madeira Southeast, where the maintenance worker was shot while inspecting for vacant apartments. Oh, that happened. God. Let uh, it go, folks. Seriously, condemn the whole area at this point. You know, I think... Why don't you just go ahead and just, you know, just turn it into... You know, what is that? Uh, you know, escape from New York. Yeah. They should mow everything down from Louisiana to Wyoming, central to Lomas. And they got it that bad. Scratch. I hear Coronado Homeless Park is still up and running. That's right. Believe it or not, there's still people out there. And their <laughs> rescue is still responding so for, to calls there. So so much for cleaning it out. Yeah, and one step at a time. Boy, I, you give Tim Keller more than two things to do in a week. Oh, my gosh. That's confusing. Mm-hmm. The confusing is a book for that young man. Okay, so I think we'll leave it right there with one more. One that was more it, Saturday and Sunday? Happened. Sunday, uh, Seven. Sunday evening at Tramway and Copper, a fight in progress. That's a hot air, hot area. Yeah, all those apartments. And don't forget the, the Four Hills apartment complex there. Uh, that's absolutely true. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure exactly. I think they said the name of the apartment, but I it slipped my mind. I was okay. writing all these notes down, and then my printer quit working. Anyway, it was a fight in progress that escalated to a shooting, leaving one person huh. dead. Aren't fights always in progress anyway? Well, <laughs> as a, a fight, dispatch call. Progress. I know. mean, generally, you're called to a shooting. There might be a fight. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Lots, there's different stages of fights. The, the, the so that puts us at 92, young man. That's great. All right. Appreciate that. Uh, Murder Mike, you're doing great work. You going to get some sleep? I'm going to work on it. Or are you going to tell us about how hard, how hard you work? Nah, then I'll be, uh, then I'll be up all night trying to think about it. <laughs> so we actually had more homicides in 2021 in July than 2022, according to APD, but not according to our numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, every month we've exceeded, uh, we've, we've celebrated excess. Uh, let's see, it's been only three months this year that have been, um, only three months this year, but were that were worse in twenty one than were in twenty twenty. Uh, we actually some... had a shooting this morning. Oh, we did. At five fifty eight this morning, there was a shooting. 
And? I didn't catch the address, but I heard it on the medical frequencies transporting them. Oh, okay. So it was a shooting. It just, you know. The, uh, the, the shootings are up in the southeast, bro. Up in the south side in the valley. Mm-hmm. That's where everyone's dying. So it looks like it's uh, 43 homicides in the southeast in the valley. In the southwest, too. Southwest is stuff all over. You're looking at uh, a cool, um, let's see, 28, 28, 25, 25, 3 and 2, um, 55 murders just in those three places. And uh, it's considerably down in the northeast and the foothills. Um, like, uh, zero, zero murders this year in Corrales, as far as I know. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Although there was a dead turtle this morning that the dog was rolling. <laughs> I think uh, there's no guns there. Oh, no, There's no, those moon bats no don't believe. <laughs> That's the place. It's the, one of the safest places in New Mexico. That's the place you should rob, folks, because nobody's got guns. <laughs> Actually, Corrales police did respond to a call where a dump truck it was dumping it, was losing its asphalt load. And, <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh, they had to respond to that. Oh, they're not Because like I do that. monitor them as well. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm glad that you phrase it that way because I would have had to dump that. Oh, if the Coralinos <laughs> don't get their uh, New York Times Sunday edition. Oh, no, no, that's, that's, uh, there's a rioting there. Um, you got a customer. Uh, he wants to go visit your place. Okay, um, great. Can you text me Murder Mike's store address? I want to buy a scanner from him. I will be listening to him in the bosque. There we go, <laughs> folks. We'll hit the top of the hour news and then bring it back. And uh, hour three, nothing but uh, Donald Trump here. On Thank Andrew you, Eddie. KIVABQ.FM Rock of Talk. 606 in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I'm Eddie Eric on the Rock of Talk on AM 600 KIVABQ.FM Rock of Talk. Dot com here with uh, D. Dowd Muska. And uh, Dowd, we got a lot to talk about uh, here to sort of wrap things up here in this uh, Ooh, next yeah. hour. Um, I know yesterday was one of those days where, like, what, you know, WTF, what just happened? You know, wh- am I hearing this correctly? And immediately, the moment I called Dowd, immediately um, said, Oh, can you keep an eye on what's going on uh, out there? You see what's happening with Donald Trump as they're invading. Mar-a-Lago, the FBI is there. The way that uh, I believe Donald Trump phrased it is that Mar-a-Lago is under siege. I believe 15 boxes and all were taken. Uh, after all of this, I think there was a palpable separation between the people who thought it was okay and the people that couldn't probably process it because they were so incredibly angry. And thought it is very much not okay. This is a man who was your president. This is a man who was fully and completely open. You could pick up the phone and call his people. Uh, his kids were in directly interfacing, I believe, with the Department of Justice as well as the FBI. Um, and I think it was an opportunity for uh, the deep state as well as the government itself to really kind of uh, take you know, the situation into their own hands, possibly capitalize upon it, because let's not forget, you know, 99% of the FBI agents are registered Democrats, you know, people who are, um, you know, part of the deep state in any way, they're almost always Democrats. Like this was their time to go ahead and install full communism uh, into the country by letting you know that you need to be afraid and be very afraid. They give you the 87,000 IRS agents, eh, whatever. But when they invade the house of the president of the United States and not the son of the president of the, the, the current president of the United States, there's something wrong in this country. And I think 
uh, it's incumbent upon us to realize that your country is at its very end. And there's two ways to go. You either are ensuring that you are a patriot and you're behind the Constitution, uh, or you are with the government and you're okay with them taking over every single part of your life. So I think there's the people who are on one end and us who are on the other end. And I don't know that there is a possibility of those two ever coming together again. I, I, I firmly believe that. I, I hope that you are, and I'm not going to instill fear into you. I'm not here to get your emotions amped up. You can certainly, if they are, it's for good reason. It's because you truly are a patriot, because you truly understand the Constitution. It's because you truly understand what your rights are, okay? And the people, if you're okay with the, what happened to Donald Trump last night, you are an enemy of me. And I believe that you're an enemy of every patriot out there. And I think that that separation will exist forever. I don't think that this is no longer a country that could ever come together. Now, <clears throat> some quick remedies before we get into all the details uh, with the Dowd Muska, because he's got lots of, lots and lots and lots and lots of stuff. And I want to kind of just draw away from the emotion. Like, I think there's way too much emotion here. But by and large, you're going to see more and more people moving to red states. Okay. They can protect themselves. You know, the IRS agents, uh, they're going <laughs> to, you know, or uh, in terms of, you know, having warrants and uh, being cooperative, there's going to be other places where you're, you know, going to be okay to do it and other places where you don't need to do it. And I think more and more people are going to be looking for ways to shelter themselves. They're going to be finding shelters in, in places where they're wanted, where they're valued, where they're needed, and where they're treated with dignity and respect of being a citizen, having a job, having a family, you know, building something for themselves and their lives and celebrating red, white, and blue. And then there's the other part that uh, says that anything having to do with any of the things that I just aforementioned uh, are racist, bigoted, and need to be destroyed as quickly as possible. So with that being said, and now that we've framed it, you need to understand where you're at on that board going forward, period, okay? There is no compromise. You are uniquely either in one camp or the other. You saw what happened with Alex Jones. He's toast, okay? Man shot his uh, mouth off way too many times. He had some of the worst lawyers in the history of mankind, I would want to say. Okay? If you watched him on the stand, I felt incredibly sorry for Alex. I felt bad for the man. I mean, insofar as someone could cry for him, I wanted to cry for him for how he was treated. That man is 110% heart, okay? He may not be the most likable man, but he's well-known. And I think a lot of one of the reasons why they decided to go after Donald Trump is because they can connect Donald Trump to Alex Jones, to uh, Steve Bannon, to Roger Stone, okay? And that's kind of what they're trying to do. And you have... One of his old allies, um, <clears throat> Christina Pearson, you might remember her, and uh, she's the young black woman who was on, uh, what was The Apprentice, I believe is the name of the show that he had. And she is on and on about how Donald Trump likes the crazies, likes the crazies, wants the crazies. Okay. Basically making Donald Trump responsible for what happened on January 6th. They are turning January 6th into worse than Pearl Harbor. Uh, they're turning it into a reason for the state to come after any citizen who participated, condoned, celebrated, backed up, uh, in any way sp uh, spoke about what the events of that day 
in a very positive manner. I would urge you, if at any point that you are asked about that and you happen to have been there in Washington, D.C., do not speak. Talk to a lawyer, period. Okay? Understand your rights. You are under no obligation to cooperate with federal authorities until you are served a warrant. And picking it up right there, that's exactly what uh, Donald Trump was served with yesterday, uh, Didad Muska, and uh, an ironic place uh, where it came from. And that's what started this uh, whole thing, uh, basically serving a warrant on Donald Trump. And what did it say? Well, <laughs> oh, God, do we have to talk? Yes, we do, because this is important. <clears throat> a lot of us initially thought, of course, Eddie, that this had something to do with January 6th. They want to string them up for January 6th. But right. Of course, the claim is uh, these, this whole classified documents, the National Archives wanted this. Um, I can't believe politics can make for strange bedfellows, but heard earlier today uh, on this network, ladies and gentlemen, on the Rock, Rock of Talk, Alan Dershowitz brought a really interesting perspective to uh, uh, critiquing this, this raid on Mar-a-Lago. And I think uh, a number of people pointed this out, but you know, Trump wasn't at Mar-a-Lago. He was up in, in New York. So the idea that right. he was down in Florida with a shredder, and so they had to act quickly is uh, absolutely, uh, absolutely preposterous. So Dershowitz is a liberal Democrat. Now, I don't, a lot of conservatives love Alan Dershowitz. I guess it must be something about Israel. I've never understood it. Uh, he's, you know, not, not, not someone I, uh, I have a lot of respect for, but some, some people love Dersh. Uh, he voted for uh, Biden. Uh, he was very, very uh, public about voting for Biden. He's, he called the raid outrageous and unconstitutional from a liberal Democratic constitutional Harvard <laughs> professor. Uh, I've litigated dozens of cases on the Fourth Amendment, and I'm a liberal Democrat who voted for Biden. Uh, this is this right is absolutely outrageous and unconstitutional, according to the professor. Law enforcement uh, shouldn't have done the raid uh, unless they had quote exhausted all other possibilities close quote to retrieve the evidence. Dirsch said the obvious method is a subpoena, where you get the document, you're served, uh, and then you you escalate from there. But apparently that's not how it went. Um, according to Dershowitz, this is exactly the kind of thing that needs a document by document analysis by a judge not the FBI coming in and sweeping everything together, breaking into a safe. And apparently Clay and Buck, I, I heard earlier today, we're talking about did you, did you, maybe they needed a separate warrant to break into the safe after they obtained the safe. And so we're still trying to kind of clarify where that is. Um, there must be a single standard of justice to his great credit. Dershowitz said this, and I, maybe he believes it. Uh, you must have a single standard of justice. I'm a friend of both Sandy Berger, a name that some people might remember from the, the Clinton days, uh, although the Clinton days are still with us in some some regards, aren't they? Uh, who was the former national security advisor and a friend of Hillary Clinton. Uh, what they were accused of was it was exactly comparable and there were no searches of their house. People who have been found guilty of taking classified material improperly have been given fines. I don't think there's ever been a search like this based on the allegations made in this case. Uh, again, uh, that's liberal Alan Dershowitz. A raid is supposed to be a last resort, but this administration has used the weaponization of the justice system against its political enemies. It's arrested people, denied them bail, put them in handcuffs, used all kinds of techniques that are not usually applied to American citizens. Uh, close quote. Uh, I guess he finished up with, the government will have to show a court eventually that they exhausted all other possibilities or they had a reasonable basis for believing the evidence would be destroyed unless there is evidence that we're not aware of. This is improper and it is misconduct, according to Professor Dershowitz. We have to find out what the facts are, but we have to make sure the shoe fits on the other foot, that we want to make sure what's being done here is something that Democrats would not oppose if it were being done to Democratic operatives as well. And I think that's the key point. 
I don't think it passes the test, close quote, according to Alan Dershowitz. This is a banana republic type thing, and uh, it would not be a, a an episode of The Rock of Talk without D. Dowd Muska bashing uh, Republicans. And I want to highlight, Eddie, a great piece. I probably have it in the, uh, the Daily Blast tonight because I think it did run today, and I try to be very, very current. Uh, 20 Republicans voted for the man responsible for this, Attorney General Merrick Garland. Of course, we might recall Barack Obama tried to get him on the bench, and uh, maybe one of the only good things Mitch McConnell ever did in his life was to keep Merrick Garland off the bench of the high court, but he's now our attorney general running the U.S. Department of Justice. So 20 Republicans, and in fact, a number of these Republicans actually uh, said very, 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 very nice things about Merrick Garland, uh, and you can include in that list uh, uh, Lindsey Graham. He said, quote, uh, Merrick Garland would be a sound choice to be the next attorney general. He's a man of great character, integrity, and tremendous competency in the law close quote. I'm going to read the 50 at the 50, the 20 very quickly, like the FedEx guy. Uh, these are the senators, Republican senators. I guess if it's 20 of them and there were roughly 50 of them. So you're talking about what, 40%, four out of every 10 Republican senators voted for the man presiding over this banana Republic type tactic launched against uh, former president Trump. Blunt, Barr, Cap Cap Capito, uh, Cassidy, Collins, Cornyn, Ernst, Graham, Grassley, Inhofe, Johnson, Lankford, McConnell, Moran, Murkowski, Portman, Romney, Rounds, Thune, and Tillis. Those are the Republicans who joined the Democrats confirming Garland's nomination. And I I would be remiss if I didn't point out a couple of heroes on this list. Uh, one of them is, is Ted Cruz. Uh, he did not vote for Garland's confirmation because uh, the future attorney general, quote, refused to make clear that he would stand against the politicization of the department, which we saw during the Obama-Biden years. Close quote. I think, uh, folks, what we saw during the Obama-Biden years was just a prelude to what we're seeing in the Biden-Harris years. Uh, I think it was Tim Scott uh, called Garland a radical who might politicize the Department of Justice. Uh, Senator Scott, of course, from South Carolina. Tom Cotton, someone I have very little agreement on, said that, quote, when he did answer questions, he sounded more like a liberal ideologue who would embrace the radical agenda of the Democratic Party's far-left base. If confirmed, Cotton continued, I'm afraid that he'll enable extremists in the Justice Department to undermine our police, our Constitution, and our rule of law. So I gave you the bad guys, but I'm also going to point out a couple of the good guys. Uh, some Republicans in the Senate tried to stand against this kind of, of nonsense. And a uh, final point about Republicans, and I, I think this is why this election, a lot of elections in my view don't matter, but this election uh, I think does matter in 2022 because if you can get Republicans in the House and in the Senate— there is the impeachment process. A lot of people think impeachment only applies to the president, but impeachment applies to federal officials. You can remove a cabinet position, a level person. You can remove, remove federal judges. Uh, Josh Hawley, a guy I have my agreements and disagreements with from uh, Missouri, uh, he said today that Attorney General Merrick Garland, quote, must resign or be impeached, close quote, after the uh, raid on Mar-a-Lago. Uh, in a tweet, the senator said, quote, the raid by Joe Biden's FBI on the home of a former president who is also Biden's chief political opponent is an, um, is an unprecedented assault on democratic norms and the rule of law. Biden has taken our republic into dangerous waters at a minimum. Garland must resign or be impeached. The search warrant must be published. FBI Director Christopher Wray must be removed and the FBI reformed top to bottom. Uh, I can get behind all of those, uh, all, all of those con con comments and, uh, yeah, election, 
less than 100 days away, folks. Uh, this one, uh, this one matters. The Republicans, uh, how many ran to Donald Trump's defense? And this is uh, the point of uh, curiosity for me. Also, you know, we will read the warrant once we finally uh, have it. What does it look like? And, you know, who's signed it? Somebody was actually uh, directly involved with Jeffrey Epstein, believe it or not, uh, to go after that. So let's not forget the, the protective measures that are being taken by the opponents. And then how much does this impact, uh, which is going to Hawley's uh, quote about Merrick Garland will be impeached. Now, he's not saying that now because he couldn't be. Um, but he can be after the election if they're able to get a sizable enough, if we are able to get sizable enough uh, majority in the House uh, as well. And, and, and just a reminder, Eddie, yeah. uh, impeachment means you are you have been charged by the legislative branch. That happens in the House. You are Your guilt or innocence, determining whether you stay in office or not, is decided by the Senate. So it's broken up in the two, the two chambers. So Nancy Pelosi came out. She's 82 years. She says no person is above the law. Uh, she's, she's mistaken on that. Uh, Hunter Biden is above the law, as is every Literally. single Democrat. Yep, 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 yep. <clears throat> Republicans condemned it as politically motivated. Republican lawmakers and right-wing organizations are now using the search to fundraise, is uh, what the left is saying. Now, you now have no choice. You've been put into a predicament. And the predicament is, is if you are Republican, based upon what's happened to Donald Trump, if you do not defend him, then you directly support the Democrats. There's no other way for me to say that, okay? And if you support Donald Trump, then you are no longer part of anything having to do with the cabal coming from the left. I think that needs to be clear to people. You, ha you must choose a side. It's us, it's MAGA, it's the people who love this country versus the deep state. There is no other way to, to identify this at this point. Like this, when I say we're in a de facto civil war, it's because we are. If this can happen to a former president, it can definitively happen to you. There's no doubt about it at this point. I think uh, we're in agreement. Dowd, would you agree? Would you agree with my saying? Uh, yeah, this this is way beyond the pale, and I and I, you know, you know, I try to play it down the line. Um, if it wasn't for, I think Dershowitz explaining that there were other avenues, this was an escalation that was completely unnecessary, um, and and over and I, there's been a lot of speculation. I think it might be true. They used this National Archives dispute as a fishing expedition to get down to Mar-a-Lago and see what else they could dig up. Um, again, Banana Republic stuff. The Embarrassing. Other, the other thing I think that it's, it's important to note is every one of these, these elections uh, in this midterm count now. Okay, like they've never counted before. Because we're actually talking about lives and people going to prison, going to jail, and deciding that you're going to be leveraging these resources of the state against your opponents. So if the Republicans get the power, then we will be able to go ahead and control the outcomes and more of the victims or more of the people who be, be prosecuted are going to be Democrats. That's exactly what Hawley is speaking to. They need to be a little bit more forceful in how they're speaking to it. Same way goes. If you have been a Republican and you have supported Donald Trump and uh, voted for Donald Trump during any of those times, you are going to be targeted. There's nothing you can do to prevent that. You will be targeted, if not now, at some point going on down the road. And there's almost no way for you to get yourself back. I think that that's pretty fair as well. Okay. Um, Carrie Lake has issued a warning after a raid on Trump. None of us are safe now. You know, imagine living in one of the safest countries in the entire world and having to worry about, you know, your livelihood, your, I mean, and, and this is beyond 
the economy. This is beyond your ability to provide for yourself economically. I mean, we're, we're, we're going into you being persecuted for your religious and political beliefs. That's where we're at. And if you are a Christian, you're going to be persecuted. If you are somebody who celebrates the red, white, and blue, they are going to come after you and tell you that you're racist and you're going to be persecuted. That's what's happening now. That's that. This is where we're at. With one move, the government was able to divide itself in exactly that way. In fact, that's what was trending last night on Twitter. I don't watch much Twitter, but national divorce was trending on Twitter. If you look up national divorce, all these people who are angry about what's happened and they don't want their government to have that much power over them. No government should. That government is far more powerful than the ones that Dem Democrats are constantly whining about, about whether or not they can abort a baby or get a sex change or what they do behind their own uh, bedroom doors. This is the power to take, to plunder, to steal, to take your own liberty and life away from you at, at this point. It's, it's incredible to me, and I know it's got to be incredible to uh, many of you guys out there on the news that Donald Trump's ranch, or excuse me, Mar-a-Lago resort had been raided. raided. 550-50-500, that's 550-50-500. Meanwhile, the media continues to try to bully him. Saying such things is written up in state in slate. Hear me out. Trump won't run again because that is the entire intent is to try to do what they can to prevent him from running. Because Donald Trump, if he's on that ticket, he will win. So how do you how do you assassinate? How do you remove? How do you prevent somebody from, you know, getting to that that point? Well, you defeat them before they're even out of the gate. That's exactly what's happening right now with Donald Trump. Dowd? Sun Tzu, uh, the battle is won or lost before it even is launched. Uh, and and maybe maybe this is an attempt to win 2024 without uh, even, even, even engaging in this. Um, I know what we're all thinking right now, uh, Michelle Garcia Holmes. Folks, this <clears throat> has me considering leaning more toward voting for Michelle Garcia Holmes. I mean, some people might think that's a lost cause, that, that particular campaign. But if the Republicans get the majority in the House and or the Senate, uh, they will be able to hold hearings. They will have subpoena power. They will be able to use the oversight and investigative roles that the various committees have to look into this kind of stuff. And I think the number one top target, obviously, the Department of Justice, all of federal law enforcement. But, you know, beyond that, just as a policy geek, you know, even beyond the issue of the day, uh, I'd like to see them poking around with the EPA and the environmental regulations and those kooks writing, you know, anti-energy uh, regulations. Uh, I'd like to see them poke around on the Ukraine and all that kind of stuff going on on the foreign policy element as well. So uh, I am not in the habit of encouraging partisanship, and I don't even really encourage people to vote because I think the deep state always wins. Uh, the date I, I tweeted out on my personal account over the weekend, uh, that revenues for the military industrial complex were up again, even though uh, COVID and, and, and you know, all these other issues that we've been dealing with the last couple of years. Uh, and I tweeted out, you know, uh, after 30 years in the business, I've noticed that uh, oftentimes it's not about Republicans and Democrats. It's about the welfare warfare party and that party always wins no matter who's in office. So I'm, I'm, I'm not in the habit of encouraging any kind of partisanship or encouraging people to vote for Republicans, but I am. Yeah. I want to see if we can get some courageous committee chairs, you know, Jim Jordan types 
Uh, I would love to get Ryan Paul. I mean, you know, I, I mentioned environmental policy in the Department of Justice in Ukraine. How about Rona investigations with Rand Paul running point on that? A, a guy who's been brave from day one to take on Fauci. Uh, I do think there are, there can be and are unique moments in history. And uh, Eddie, I think uh, to, to, to try to retard this insane headlong rush, I think, of corruption where the left in the form of the Biden administration is weaponizing law and regulation, yep. uh, we are going to have to uh, go to another party and say, listen, guys, at least that's a first step toward trying to do some kind of restraint because if they can get the, the majority and if they can launch some real honest investigations into what's really going on, um, we're going to see a lot of slime uh, under all those rocks. And I'll be rooting for every committee chairman who sends his people out to look for that slime. Now, let's not forget uh, what's being weaponized actively. We talked about the, uh, I thought Glenn Beck's comparison was amazing. I mean, the IRS, the IRS sure. uh, hiring another 87,000, which will make them the largest part of the government in the entire country. The lo- more than the Pentagon, more than the Department of Defense, more than the Department of State, the IRS will be the largest in the entire country. And who are they going to target and why? Remember Lois Lerner? Yeah, that's what this is all going to be about. It'll be lowest learner on steroids. And let's not forget who went after Donald Trump. It was the FBI. They've been after him the entire time. Well, it's, yes, this very FBI that has this type of thinking. Uh, Take a listen. This from over the weekend with Greg Gutfeld. Every flag is a red flag. (laughs) I came up with that. (laughs) This week, Senator Ted Cruz questioned FBI Director Christopher Wray over FBI training materials that reportedly flag certain flags as being symbols of militia violent extremism. Hmm, I wonder if the flags included rather astonishingly patriotic symbols of our nation and our history. They included rather astonishingly (laughs) patriotic symbols of our nation and our history. Included on this list is the Betsy Ross flag. Now, that's fairly remarkable that the Betsy Ross flag in the FBI's indication is indicative of violent uh, militia, violent extremism. Wow. I didn't know Betsy Ross was such a bitch. (laughs) By the way, it should be stated that this was the exact same document that I presented last week. Okay, to everybody, and we were trying to verify whether or not it had actually been presented on the floor. Hmm. It has been corroborated. It is indeed there. It is exactly what they are using to go after and target. Your own government now is targeting you, folks. It's targeted your president that you supported, and now it is going to target you. Be aware. By the way, that's the uh, Betsy Ross flag in case you slept through history class. So what did Ross do that was extreme? She sewed flags. Not dissent. Ooh, look at you. A little wordplay there. <laughs> but it's not just the Betsy Ross flag. It's not just the Betsy Ross flag. <laughs> also on this list is the Gadsden flag as a symbol of violent extremism. Now, the state of Virginia has a license plate for the Gadsden <laughs> flag, as do many other states. Arrest them. <laughs> The Gadsden flag dates all the way back to 1775, the year Biden learned to ride a bike. <laughs> well, what else was included on this list? Also included on this is a text that I was particularly struck is the Gonzales battle flag. Come and take it. Well, I will self-report right now that every day in the Senate, I wear my boots that have the Gonzales battle flag on the back of them. 
Director Ray, what are y'all doing? <laughs> well, you know, Cruz means business when he takes off his boots. Uh, <laughs> it's the equivalent of Adam Schiff removing his underoos. But was Director Ray familiar with the particular document Cruz had behind him? Senator, I, I'm not familiar with the particular document you have behind you. We usually uh, make great pains, take great pains to put uh, caveats and warnings in the document that make clear that a symbol alone is not considered evidence of violent extremism. So in the FBI's eyes, these flags are symbols of militia violent extremism. But BLM and Antifa flags, not included, but also included this one. A uh, little uh, Brian Kilmeade action uh, right there. Very funny. Okay, so I think we've made the case. We've made the case that what has happened to Donald Trump will definitely happen to you. There's no no question about it. We, we fly a, a Betsy Ross flag here. I uh, fly the original flag from uh, George Washington. I have the Gadsden flag in here. I have my come and take it flags in there. Uh, they don't have the Gonzalez old cannon. It actually has something uh, quite a bit more attractive than, than the the ones that uh, Ted Cruz is, is sporting, uh, that's on there. So they're going to be using this to identify you. Is that enough? Is that enough to issue a search warrant to suggest that you are a domestic terrorist? Okay. Now we just had, let's, let's circle back, Jen Psaki, to Albuquerque, New Mexico. Has there been any reference to the man who ostensibly through the media, has killed four people, four Muslims, but no, it's two that he's been charged. Has there been any reference to him whatsoever about terrorist activity, about taking out multiple people, about terrorizing a community? Has the word terror been used? In fact, has the word terror been used to describe Black Lives Matter? Has the word terror been used to describe Militant LGBTQ people. You remember the uh, man who was in the game store stop and he said, call me ma'am. Remember that? How incredibly terrifying that was? No, and it won't be. You're in the wrong side of this equation. But if you're willing to compromise your political beliefs and go with it so you can prevent yourself from being targeted. Oh, did I use that word? I'm sorry. By the government then you're as good as dead already. You're not living out your life. You're not living out your values. And I don't really think that you're going to internalize what I'm saying and feel bad about it. You'll be like, oh, look, I'm smart. I got away with it. Yeah, you are until you won't. And then you're going to find out at a certain point that your life isn't going to be worth living anyway because you never made your own choices. And, well, you didn't stand up for something. Okay? Namely yourself. And I don't know how much further this is going to go before the tipping point hits for communities. But I think a lot of it is riding on the midterm elections. We were looking for the one issue. We were, you know, sort of querying whether or not it was inflation or LGBTQ or, I don't know, crime or whatever. No. The number one issue in this country is do you want a country or don't you? Do you want this country? That, that's what's on the ballot this year. Do you love the United States of America? Do you love the Constitution or do you hate it? 
There is no other question that's out there. And either your candidate is supporting that or they are not. And if they're members of the Democratic Party, they clearly are answering in the negative. They do not support this country. They want to change it. They absolutely abhor and hate every part of it. The politicians who are all right wing, they try to demonize them at every turn. And then the right wing politicians try to appear more moderate. Okay. Now, Ron Ketty can't go over there and save himself, neither can any of the representative candidates. Okay. It's up to you. You have to be convincing each other. They're what we have and you will vote for. But ultimately, are they going to take on your ideology? Are they going to take on, you know, the things that you're fighting for? They're just not at this point. It doesn't make enough sense, and they need way more than 50% to go ahead and square that vote. In fact, the latest polls that we're looking at have uh, Ron Ketty and Michelle Lujan Grisham squared away with Karen Bedoni taking a couple of extra 2-3%. Not good for us on our side. So when it comes to voting, that's what you're voting for, folks. That is it. Do you want to live in a great country, or do you not want to live in a great country? 550, 50, That's about as simple as I can put it, and... You are going to be identified based upon what you wear, where you wear it to, who you talk to, how much you talk to them. And you shouldn't be surprised if uh, the deep state is, isn't, isn't uh, uh, following you wherever you go. Dowd? Uh, you know, to answer Senator Cruz's question, what are y'all doing? <clears throat> um, what they think they're doing is, is fighting evildoers. Um, in the old days, uh, and even today, if you talk to some old gray, gray beards in Georgetown, they would say, oh, you, you know, back in the day, uh, you know, Tip O'Neill and Ron Reagan would, you know, they'd bash each other all day. And then after, you know, when the lights went down, they'd, they'd have a drink and sit down and talk about, you know, stories out of Boston and out of, you know, saving kids out of the river in Illinois when Ron was growing up. Um, and then things started to get nastier and nastier. People started to talk about the politics of personal destruction we're way, way beyond the politics of personal, personal destruction now. And I think Eddie, Eddie's absolutely on point because now you're, and I think Trump, uh, Tucker said this uh, months ago. Now, you, now you're Trump's not in office anymore. Now you're Trump. Uh, and so they're going to go after you the way they, they've, they've gone. They continue to, to go after him. They're fighting evildoers. And when your enemies are pure evil, this is a, this is a religion now for the people on the left. It's, it's gone way beyond just a inclination. It's, it's a religion. If you're fighting pure evil and uh, religious zealots, I mean, we've had the Crusades, we have we have jihadis today. There might have been, you know, for all we know, the Sunni Shia thing going on right here in Albuquerque. These things are are played out. Uh, I know David Letterman after 9/11 uh, famously said uh, uh, you know, these people were filled with a religious zeal who, who who brought down the towers. You know, and if and if that ever makes any sense to you, I don't know who you are. Well, Dave, uh, maybe in Indiana. Uh, people don't care or understand history, but throughout history, religious people have done all sorts of horrible things. They've also done all sorts of good things. But to the left, which, you know, they're basically religion free, kind of Marxist jihadism is their, is their religion now. And if your enemies are pure evil and you speak, uh, you are imbued with almost godlike properties of uh, compassion and fairness. That's what liberals care the most about, compassion and, and fairness. Then there are really no rules uh, uh, constraining you uh, to go after your enemies because your enemies are pure evil. I didn't, you know, when I, when I was coming up in this business, it wasn't like that. I mean, people on the left hated libertarians and conservatives, and they had a very you know, profoundly different vision of the country. But I don't, rec I don't recognize what I see today, Eddie, in, in what I saw when I started 30 years ago. I mean, they are imbued with a kind of zealotry that, uh, 
in their mind really permits uh, any any kind of action. Uh, you know, no constitutional restraints, uh, no legal restraints, no restraints of you know basic decency and fair play. Again, they're the good guys. Uh, they are Marxist jihadis, and their enemies are all white supremacist fascists who are driving around the streets of Albuquerque killing Muslims just because they're different, just because they're minorities. Uh, they actually believe this. I know. I know rational people. I think have a hard time understanding this and they think, oh, they're just doing it for money or they're doing it for, uh, you know, political success or whatever. I, I think Lonely Girl, to, just to pull an example at random, uh, I think she believes the words coming out of her mouth, which yeah, is no doubt in, in a sense is scarier yeah. than if she were just opportunistic. And so I, I'm not defending the liberals of old because I think they, they were dead wrong, but uh, they had a, a degree uh, of standards uh, and, uh, and they had... Frankly, you know, some of the fierce as a libertarian, not a conservative Republican, uh, we would on the libertarian side, we would work with liberals on issues like free speech uh, because they were principled on that. I mean, Russ Feingold voted against uh, the Patriot Act in terms of civil liberties. I mean, he was a Democrat senator, U.S. senator from Wisconsin, I think. Uh, and he voted against the Patriot Act, what, a couple months after 9-11? That took real courage. Um, I, that doesn't exist anymore. It's they're power crazed because their enemies are pure evil. And again, if your enemies are pure evil, then there should be no constraints internal or external on the tactics you use against them. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll use the paraphrase, you know, you may not be interested in the state, but the state is interested in you, particularly uh, if you're doing something that they don't want you to be doing. And uh, I'll, I'll repeat Tucker, you know, it used to be them against Trump, but we're all Trump now. Uh, and as someone who has the Betsy Ross flag on my personal website, DowdMuska.com, that tends to attract my attention uh, when these kind of documents come out. And Eddie, you're dead right. I've been waiting for the FBI statement on, oh, uh, Project Veritas, that handout was uh, was uh, concocted. Uh, the FBI hasn't said anything about that, which means yeah, it, it's a legitimate document. <laughs> One of the things that uh, should be stated is you mentioned the word zealot. And, uh, you know, if you're not with them, you're definitely against them. You know, Trump supporters are the new uh, Jewish people of the 21st century. I hate to say it, but I think that uh, I would be 110% correct. Uh, they have demonized us. Uh, we are responsible for uh, the fact that Germany doesn't have any money or we're responsible for the fact that four Muslims uh, are dead in the Muslim community. So you see where I'm going with mm -hmm. this. And I think that that's absolutely a valid point to make. Uh, folks, uh, the tactics are the same. The names and the faces uh, are interchangeable on all of this stuff. And in fact, if you look up uh, Nazi and what they are is exactly that. It's a member of the National Socialist German Workers Party in its proper form, but it's a person with extreme racist or authoritarian views. In fact, what that means is using racist views to push people into corners that they can't get out of. Moreover, a person who seeks to impose their views on others in a very autocratic or inflexible way. That's exactly what they're doing right now. They are literally tying our hands behind our backs, not giving us any choices while at the very same time telling us that we have all the choices in the world, how the United States is the most wonderful place to live in and how you're going to love it. And if you don't, you're going to go ahead and suffer the consequences. So, Eddie, I'll give you an example sure. uh, from the old days when, when there folks on the left actually still believed in some core American principles. They didn't, you know, they, they still loved the, the New Deal and the Great Society and they wanted single-payer healthcare. The ACLU, I think it was back in the 80s, uh, I know people don't think of the ACLU as, a, as an organization that defends the Bill of Rights, but they represented Illinois Nazis when the, I don't know if it was Nazis or the KKK, you know, they're all, they're all the same. 
They wanted to have a march in Skokie, Illinois, this community where a lot of Jewish folks lived, I imagine still live, including victims of the Holocaust, you know, survivors of the Holocaust. But the ACLU back then, as odious as these clients were, and I'm not defending them, but the principle that you have a right to, if you, know, if you file your paperwork and do your permits with the local government, you can conduct a parade or march. They defended that because the higher value was, uh, you know, the old, it was the old Voltaire line, you know, I may not disagree, you know, I may disagree with what you say, but I'll, I'll defend to the death your right to say it. Um, those old rules don't apply to the left anymore. It's pure power. Uh, and it is, I mean, it's fascism on the other side, I would say, frankly, or, or Marxism. Uh, on the other side. And uh, I, I'm, I'm sad to say this, Eddie. I, I'm just sad to, to, to be alive at this time because, wow, the rules have really, really changed. Uh, I've always kind of rolled my eyes the last couple of years when people have talked about civil war. Um, yeah, I don't no. roll my eyes quite so much anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, you shouldn't. And I think that's where we're at. It's de facto civil war here in this country. And again, when you see what happened with Donald Trump yesterday, I just want to reiterate the personal angle that each of you should be taking looking forward. Not so much for him. He's going to handle himself and he's going to lead the way for all of us. And there's only so much that you can do for him. Um, but what you need to do for yourselves and how you need to think about yourself. Caller, you are in the Kiva. Let's see. Go ahead. Hi, Eddie. Hi, Dowd. So on this issue with the, the Muslim killings or so-called Muslim killings, um, I can tell you right now, I have, there is an unsolved murder within the family, and I was infuriated because they were bringing so much attention to these murders of Muslim men, but not of all these other people who are being murdered in the city of Albuquerque. Right, yeah. Oh, they, they got... Uh resources that are you know constrained because they either had to attend a funeral or they're working on like like i say solving this particular issue or anything else that's a priority for the politicians and we addressed that during the first hour i mean they are going yeah. to focus on whatever their priority is and it's not your priority if it's not doesn't work for them politically they're not interested so you know i mean i, I immediately i, I knew and then I heard you talking about it. I'm like, yep, you know, my, my instincts are right. And people need to listen to their instincts yep. when it comes to the news. I can't even watch local news. <clears throat> I cannot know what's going That's on. That's not news. It's opinion. literally propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. It's like I, I turned the channel on uh, just for the weather. That's it. Even that's not and good because Ron Ketty's not on. <laughs> so there's nothing to watch, right? <laughs> There we go. There we go. Good one. All right. I appreciate you phone call. 550-5500. Call your Nikiva. Go ahead. Good afternoon, gentlemen. What's going on, Dave? Oh, well, I heard uh, Dowd mention uh, Sun Tzu, and I've been doing a lot of reading on him lately. And as mentioned in his book, uh, when your enemy is on retreat, give them a way out. This enemy is prepared no way out. They will fight to the death. They have put themselves on death ground and will kill all to avoid defeat. The idea that they want to do a nuclear war and feed all this stupid stuff going on in Ukraine. And then we've got, come on, computers, follow up. There we go. As they say, for those people who are patriots, weapons are a tool of ill omen. Use them sparingly. 
win battles without them. Like Dowd had mentioned earlier, the success or failure of a battle depends on what is done beforehand. Let your enemies show you how they will be defeated, and then find their weakness and strike that weakness. You must know your enemy as you know yourself. Study the ground, place yourself on the ground most advantageous to your disposition. And also, your people are not disposable. So like the uh, advice of the generals, be with them when you strike. Be the last to leave the field. See to their welfare. And one does not see confrontation, one seeks opportunity for gain of ground of favorable, favorable sentiment. You don't fight in a valley, you don't fight in a swamp. You put yourself on the sunny side of a hill and you look down on your enemy. They spend more effort going up the hill. And that's metaphorically what we got going on with the Democrats, Republicans to the Democrats. They have put themselves in the swamp and they think they own and control everything. Yet the conservatives have the high ground because of the Constitution, morality, Christianity, all that good stuff. And so there is a way of making what looks like a big old horse turd sandwich turn into a uh, banana sundae, you could say. Wow. There you go. I'm, I'm, uh, I was hungry, but now no longer. Dave, I appreciate the, <laughs> the, uh, the phone call. Um, I didn't realize that Dave like literally prepares the, uh, his statements. Did you get that? Yeah. For the very yeah. first time, I just remember he's computer, like, well, you know, computer should, froze up on him. <laughs> yeah, computer froze up for a second. He was reading. Well, you know, the only the only distinction I would make, not in, in no way to criticize Dictionary Dave, because I'm the one who brought up Sun Tzu. I think, as I understand Sun Tzu, it's, it's more about the practicalities of war, you know, practical advice. I don't think Sun Tzu was an ideological zealot who wanted to remake society. So I don't think you can say to a liberal, uh, you know, give, give the enemy when the enemy is defeated, give, give them a route out. But to them, the war is never over. The campaign is nonstop and relentless uh, until, uh, until your enemy is completely destroyed. Uh, I, was, I was speaking to Eddie recently about a, a content creator online in, in the dark web, the, the dark passages of the dark web that I listened to on the weekend. And he was talking about why do they need to, why do they need to control, uh, you know, big tech and media and stamp out every bit of dissent. And then they will, you know, you're, you'll be flagged because you're problematic because of your Betsy Ross, you know, whatever, or you, you question any part of the COVID narrative, the official COVID narrative and, and doom you're, you're, you're kicked out disinformation, misinformation. And there's this psychological, uh, I would, I would call it an enormous psychological defect that people have in the, and the, they've done this experimentally where people are in a group and they they have actors that come in and they you all have to look at a picture on the wall and you know are these lines the same length or not and and if if you're being if you're the person being subjected to to, to the scrutiny and the actors all say oh those two lines are the same size even when it's kind of obvious right. to you yeah, they're right, not right, the right. same yeah, line that's correct. you you yeah. will go along just because we're social right. and we're herd animals yeah. you know some of us are not herd animals but most of us are but they've also done experiments where when when another actor speaks up and says, you know, I don't think, you know, even though the first seven people said that, I don't, I think they're, I think they're off on that one. I think that one is a little shorter. And then people, if one dissenter pops up, it will encourage and it will sort of legitimize other people to say, you know, I feel the same way too. Which is why you, you take out stamp Alex out, Jones. This is why you take out Alex Jones yeah. or Eddie or Dad or anybody else. Yeah. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I think you have to understand, you know, the, the way that uh, we look at things uh, has a tremendous amount of influence because, 
I mean, from everything that we've talked about today has come from a different angle, not from the traditional media angles that they're now employing. Let's get to the top five is brought to you at the rockoftalk.chat. Yeah, folks, uh, the uh, the blast today, uh, number one most clicked item up in Las Vegas, New Mexico, uh, not Nevada. Uh, they've charged one man who uh, killed his buddy in a truck because they were both drunk and he drove through the floodwaters up there uh, a number of days ago. Wow. And uh, his buddy was left in the truck when he swam away. That's, wow. a, that's a wonderful New Mexico crime right there. I don't think it was Espanol. <clears throat> uh, number two, good news for the family of a Jane Doe victim. Uh, she has been identified after 37 years down in the southern part of our state. Johnny Anna County. That <clears throat> press conference was earlier today, and I'm rushing home tonight oh. to find out what actually happened. We'll have more on that in the blast tomorrow. Uh, number three, uh, Eddie spoke about this brilliantly last week. America's growing religious secular fertility divide. Religious people have babies. Non-religious people don't. Uh, it's, it's, it's going to affect our country moving forward. Uh, number four, uh, reflection sparked by a visit to a New Jersey turnpike rest area. A wonderful essay from my friend Don Boudreau. He is a, an economist uh, back east, and uh, it sounds like a crazy piece, but you want to read it. It's brilliant. And number five, uh, the UNM community held a safety forum because apparently there's a white supremacist killer uh, targeting uh, Muslims. Uh, and so there's you know yes. a lot of mu- Islamic people yes. uh, associated with UNM. So they had a safety forum oh. because that, that MAGA guy uh, is out yeah. gunning down Muslims right and left. Yeah, even after they captured <laughs> the guy Mohammed Saeed, he's still out there. We, we end Someone where we began, you. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> All right, see you bright and early tomorrow, 4 p.m. right here in the Kiva.